that was like I that is what I did because we really didn't get to leave the house because mm-hmm. she was like so little. So it was just like you get her potatoed like right here, sure, and you just sit and watch like the Claire Saffitz uh, gourmet makes for hours, and it was wonderful because she'd try to remake like a Dorito. She'd remake like a uh, uh, a oh, butter like from finger scratch, bar. yeah, from scratch, yeah. Try to, videos, try to basically figure out the recipe. Exactly. Those uh, videos are still up, and they're f- they're a lot of fun. Imagine back then if The Witcher would have been around. It was. I just wasn't aware of it. No, I'm talking about the TV show. Imagine how many times you would have watched Oh, no. It. Yeah, it came out in 2019. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I had actually though? watched it. We were home. She was home. And I remember it was like crazy late at night and someone had told me like, oh, there's this new fantasy fantasy show on Netflix. And I was like, let me check it out. I was so like, I watched it a couple times out of it. And I was like, I'm so exhausted and just mentally not here. You could have put a gun to my head and been like, what was that show about? And I'd be like, there were like several attractive people and that's all I got for you. (laughs) There's a dragon at one point. I I don't know. And I kept being like, okay, I got to rewatch this. I remember when they were trying to capture a spirit and the woman was naked for no discernible reason. Just tits. <laughs> sure. There's a, then, there's a lot of that in the first season of every show. Yes. And then the women are like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> so then it was a couple years later. I mean, like a year or so later, I was reading fic for another uh, uh, fandom that I, I've been fallen into, Good Omens. And just by happenstance happened across some Witcher fic. And I was like, oh, that show. I remember that show. And I read some fic, and I was like, oh, I, I got to go back and try this again. And then I watched it again, and now here we are, years Five later. million rewatches later. Yeah. Yeah. The brain rot set in fully, and I'm just ruined as a person. Well, before, or it was, that wasn't, you weren't ruined. Oh, I'm ruined Witcher. now, Alex. I'm oh, ruined. fully ruined. Yeah, I I'm ruined. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, Joanne Bateman enthusiast, Erica. I'll accept that. Excellent job. How are you? The TV's gone. The TV is gone. Do people know about that on the podcast? Have we talked about the TV? I don't know. I'm sure we have. We have brought up the TV. We didn't broke. There's no way we didn't talk about the TV. There's an old TV that's been living here. an old TV. It is gone, finally. It's been living here in this room for at least, at least year. two years. <laughs> at least a year. Because we were here for a while before the TV broke, right? It wasn't that long. It wasn't, no. Yeah. When it's not we, two full years, When though. you set up that new TV in the basement, I don't think the couches were down here yet. Was it that quick? I don't remember. Because I, I remember I you having that remember. thing set up to help you level it. Yeah. And I don't remember the couches being there. So then possibly two years. It's possible the it's TV was long, in here for two it's years. It's been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. But it's gone now. We finally got it to the recycling. We're done. Glorious. <laughs> okay, so I remember, I remember when it broke. And one, I was pissed because it really wasn't that old. Uh, but just out of warranty. Just, yeah. By Could, like... A month. Well, and it, it, we we had we had done the thing where we bought it through Costco with um, via your parents Amex. So it was like 
it was supposed to have it, it even had an extra like two years of warranty or something like that and of course it was like just after that um you know, that's another reason. Uh, you know, Costco with a lot of their TVs does that thing where they sell, like, they bundle the extended warranty with it. Yeah. Like the Allstate warranty or whatever it is. Uh-huh. I've heard those are actually really good because if your TV breaks within that period, so it's it's like, I don't know the exact lengths, but you have, like, your regular TV's warranty that just comes with it. So mm-hmm. whatever that is, I don't know. Uh, say a year. But, Who knows? And then they have the the Allstate three-year warranty that they bundle in, and that kicks in once your regular one runs out. Oh, that's nice. And I've heard that that one's great because if you have a TV and something breaks and they decide they don't want to fix it or – they don't have the same model to replace it with or something. Uh-huh. They just cut you a check for whatever you paid for the TV originally. Nice. And yeah. that's potentially really sweet because that could end up just being like, because most right. years the LGs kind of cost the same. Right. So you could end up just being able to straight up upgrade your TV <laughs> if the old one breaks. Yeah, that's right. pretty sweet. Yeah. So, I, I, but... You that know, didn't happen here. That didn't happen here. No, no, it did not. That yeah. would have been sweet. That would have been sweet. Yeah. And if it was, the, the way it broke is weird is because like, it just one, I kind of had a feeling it was coming like, because there was like a bunch of weird stuff happening. Like it would just kind of cut out and then, you know, it unplug it, plug it back in. Mm. Like, so, so it was being a little finicky. So I wasn't super surprised when it happened, but because what it just the picture just went like um, I I think it was just the backlighting just stopped working altogether. And because you could still hear it like you could hear stuff playing. So it was, it was super annoying. And I, I looked it up and it wasn't like the, the most difficult repair to do. But then it's like you're gonna spend a hundred dollars on a board. You're gonna. So I think that was part of the reason why it. we like tossed it down here. We were like, oh maybe, but yeah. we should have known that that was gonna turn into never. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? But it's gone now. It's gone. So huzzah. It's gone on to the trash heap in the sky. Mm-hmm. I was telling Alex before we started recording when I drove up. And uh, it was, you had to pay a fee for them to take the TV for whatever reason. Because it was over a certain size, I think. And you drive up, and this guy, as he's talking to me, you can see him bracing. Because he's like, oh, do you have a TV? And I'm like, yeah. And he gets the, you can tell he's just, he's getting ready to get screamed at. He's been dealing with a lot of Karens. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I have to tell this white person that they're going to have to spend money on something that (laughs) they don't want to spend money on. And he's saying it to me, and I'm like, oh, no, yeah, I checked the website. Here's the $35. It's all good. The smile, Bob. He was so happy not to get yelled at. Because <laughs> it's just like, you don't have to be an asshole to these people. You don't have, you don't to, have be. to. But so many people choose to be. Hey, we got a bad waitress tonight and we were nice. Yeah, it was pretty bad. That service was pretty bad. That's why I kept looking over it, Bob. I was like, Bob mm. usually gets a little. But he had the he had the good pizza. So he was yeah. He was Nothing could ruin spirits. that pizza for Bob. Nope, that is that is the perfect pizza. 
hands down. I think we've talked about Elio's on here before, haven't we? Yeah, I'm sure we have. I'm sure. Probably 15 times minimum. Yeah. It's just, it's it's perfection on a plate. It is like really, really, really fucking good pizza. See, now in the near future, once Bob's overcome the sickness that's going to hit him soon from eating this pizza, we should go to Giamia and get that pizza and directly compare. What's the day? Aren't they half price on like Mondays or something? I feel like Monday is half price pizza night. See, we should go there on a Monday sometime and have uh, some some of their wood fire. Because I remember their wood fire being quite good as well. Oh, no, they got good pizza yeah. there. Yeah, Giamia's got good pizza. I haven't had a... I've been to multiple ones and I haven't had a bad meal at Giamia. No, yeah, they're good. Not as good as Elio. I no, just want to compare it. I see. I've had them. If I have them both within like a but month. But then Elio is just, you're going to Elio's for pizza. Gio Mia is like, they have very good pizza, but I'm not necessarily just going there for the pizza. No. Mm-hmm. no like, well, and all their stuff on been, the menu is good. Well, and remember the reason why we went to Gio Mia in the Mozzarella first flight. Yes. yes, I do remember that. It was a while ago. We weren't even living here yet. For what? A mozzarella flight. I think this was before the baby was born. We were looking yeah. for uh, um, a place to go out and eat. And just randomly, like, you know, Italian, Western suburbs, whatever. And they popped up. It was before they had... It was just the the one location. And okay. I was looking through the menu, and they had a flight of mozzarella. Meaning they had three different types of mozzarella Ooh. with bread as an appetizer. And I looked at him, and I was like, you like cheese. We should go here. You like cheese, and you like bread. You're human. <laughs> Pretty much. And no, I think, yeah. I think you said the words mozzarella flight. And I had you. And I was like, okay, I'm putting my pants on like, now. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I don't want to wait. I and want that the kinda, mozzarella flight. Yeah, that's a while ago now. But Sadly, they don't have the mozzarella flight. They anymore. don't, but they still have delicious mozzarella yeah. on the menu. I, I am mildly concerned you two have withheld some inf- important information from me because Izzy clearly does not like pizza, but you two love pizza. So is she adopted? She doesn't eat anything, Alex. She eats but peanut pizza. butter and jelly. But I know. Pizza. It kills me. She won't eat pasta. That's. Breaks my heart. It's brutal. She's being evicted. It's brutal. Who doesn't like pasta? My daughter. <laughs> Do you like pasta, Bob? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to see. What's infuriating? It won't be baby talk forever, but she did used to eat mac and cheese. There was like a month window there. When she first started her on solids, she would eat the mac and cheese. No more mac and cheese? No more mac and cheese. Even a grilled cheese is a little bit of a hard sell lately. Yeah. She wants her PB&J. So I don't know. I know that's a thing that'll happen with with kids. Sure. Where they just get kind of set in and hopefully we can break her of that soon. Because it's like you got to eat something else, babe. You got to eat something else. And you put it in front of them and they'll eat when they're hungry. That's kind of my sort of philosophy, you know. Yeah. You don't like it? Okay, we'll put it in the bag. We'll reheat it. Here you go again. Right. You're eating this one day. You are going to eat this. You'll eat this or you'll starve. It's been reheated like 15 times. It's all hard. There's no moisture like, left. It's real like gummy. Yeah. Just sad. Eat it. 
But the other this thing is, what is happens, but see, that's a way you learn, teach a lesson. This is what happens. You don't eat it the first time. Now but, you get shitty reheated food. <laughs> Remember when we were kids and it was just like you got screamed at just to eat the fucking food? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. It's traumatizing. Yeah. And it'll, you'll ruin food for them and then give some, them like... Some trauma is good trauma. Some. Not like we're trying to avoid, you know, the mistakes of the past. I'm trying not to give my daughter an eating disorder. What if I come in, I do the yelling about the food, and then you play good cop? Still won't work. It's just a possibility. You want to come in and yell at my daughter? That's yeah. a little fucked up. I mean, it'd be fun. Because <laughs> I don't have to... I don't have to. I don't have to be here and deal with the consequences. I can just yell and then leave. Okay, you're gonna start screaming at her, and her eyes are gonna start welling up with Mm -hmm. tears, and it's gonna break your fucking heart. No, and then I'll be like, "Cry more, little girl." (laughs) Uh See now, Jordan Peterson. You're feeding. He's gonna want to like sponsor now. He Mm -hmm. heard that, and he's Mm -hmm. in. Yeah. Well, whatever. Anything to make money. Do would this? What's that? The Saudi investment fund or whatever? Would they like to uh, the blood money? The Saudi blood money? Saudi blood yeah. Money. Would they yeah. like to invest in our podcast? I'll take that blood money. <laughs> you he gets subsidized by the U.S. government? No, we're not going to go there. Swerve, uh. swerve, swerve. So anyway, pizza it was delicious. Pizza was mm. delicious. Super tasty. Do we have any political talk this week? I'm trying to think. What's been going on in the world? They avoided the shutdown. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. There's but stuff the, going on in the world. Wasn't that we're enough, not going to talk about it. Wasn't but that another, like, on. we're just pushing it back, though? That's all they do, Alex, yeah. is kick the can down the way. Yeah, so, so someone yeah, else we'll deal get, with it later. <laughs> someone else can get blamed. And in dealing with it, we won't deal with it. Because mm. that's just, that's the American way. Well, we wouldn't want to actually do anything. No, no, we can't have that. Can't, ha- can't have it. Um, politics, no. I have kind of heard that that SAG uh, deal isn't great. Oh, really? The AI protections there, I've seen some people be like, this is nowhere near what it needs to be. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. So I don't know when they're voting to ratify the contract, mm-hmm. but I'll be interested to see if it ends up going through. That AI stuff is scary, man. I mean, the way it's progressing so rapidly. Well, like, and you're hearing these stories where, like, I saw one the other day where, like, uh, uh, a, a health insurance was using it to, like, go through and deny claims. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, denying essential care. So now they're getting fucking sued because a couple people died because of that. And it's just kind of like, we can't automate everything, people. <laughs> I have heard um, what some artists, I guess, are doing now is to basically almost help themselves do more work faster. They'll create one of these, um, like, I'm trying to think of what the correct term is, but where you, you feed images into a a machine learning algorithm and then it pumps out the results like we see with like stuff like stable diffusion or whatever mm-hmm. um, but what they'll do is they'll pump only their art into it and so all it learns from is just their art mm-hmm. and then they use it to help them create new stuff but it's only learned from their work you know what I mean so it's almost like a cheat code I don't know that I have a problem with that I would still want to like I think you should say that you used it. 
But I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just but think I think that's, that's the... an interesting use case. I mean, it's just like I mean, if you're out of ideas or it's just well, if you're looking lazy. for maybe a new pose or like you know, like I I don't know. I just think it takes the soul out of everything. Yeah. Like art is like something that you like create with like your your hands and you're actively like doing something to manipulate it and create something and when you're just typing it into a computer and it just farts something out it's kind of like okay cool Mm -hmm. that's just my opinion though yeah well i just don't i just don't know what we're going to do as a society when some of this machine learning stuff gets to the level where you can just straight up start replacing humans at like tons of jobs uh-huh. well i think that's part and, of the the issue with the sag stuff that they have because they yeah. were like you know a lot of people get hired on to do like dubbing for something like like sure. after like a movie is filmed they don't want to hire the the actor to come back and do it so they'll just hire somebody to do sound alike to do some of the dubbing that they need and that's a legit job that gets you towards your your health insurance people do that right they want to get rid of that with ai and it's like, okay, well, now I'm not going to be able to hit my health insurance minimum. You're taking dollars out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. And they want actors to just sign off on, okay, yeah, there has to be consent for us to use this. Uh, another concern I saw was, okay, well, if I, what if I'm not willing to give consent? There's going to be 15 people behind me that maybe would. So am I right, going to be discriminating? That going to stop me from getting jobs? Yeah. Right. Well, another th- another job that I guess I really should have known existed, but I just don't, don't pay attention. Right. There, right, you don't think about it. Is I I guess for a lot of TV shows, they have people who their job specifically is they just go in on the finished product once an episode is put together or whatever, and they'll clean up the complexion on people to make them look more attractive. So you're basically just like, you know, photoshopping the entire episode to make mm-hmm. people look more nice looking, you know, the, take the blotches off their skin, whatever. Right. Ooh, it's little like, wrinkle. Can't that's have it. The, exactly. Yeah. Smooth out someone's forehead. Exactly. And that's a job that, you know, I'm sure a fair amount of people are doing in the TV and film industry. And if you can just, you know, teach a program to do that job, you know, fairly effectively, that's a job you could just eliminate, mm-hmm. and they're going to do this. Oh, they will. Oh, yeah. If they can, they will. Like, there's no like. Oh, wait, we can like fix our bottom line by like firing a bunch of people. Oh, absolutely. But I, but I just don't know what you're going to do when you come along and you suddenly, you know, what magical jobs are you going to come up with when you say, okay, that thing you've been doing for a decade, that's gone. <laughs> We're just deleting that as a job we hire people for. What are you going to do? They don't think about that though. It's not their problem. They don't right. care. Mm-hmm. And the, our government certainly doesn't care about it. No. Really. Uh, there's, there is a, there is a longer term practical um, uh, thing that I think businesses do need to worry about, which is what, what I hear a lot about people wanting to use AI for is to, is to to have their current staff use it as a means to uh to do things that are repetitive 
but not fi- like not so rigidly defined that uh, you can it's easy to automate. So like like an example would be taking a word document that has specifications for something and converting that into a base program. That is not easy to do because people will format Word documents all kinds of different ways, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, as a human reading it, it's not hard to do to make that interpretation, but it takes a lot of time. So that's kind of like a, a, a prime opportunity to use AI to interpret a Word document and hand you uh, you know, a base program. The problem is, yes, you're enabling somebody who is uh, somebody who is much more expensive uh, to get their work done faster. Great. But how did that person get to the point where they're the expert and they did, you know, they know how to do everything. They came up. Right. They learned how to do that because at some point in time, they were just some young idiot copy and pasting from Word into Notepad into something else. And then along the way, they learned how to do the job. They learned the industry. They learned the intricacies of it. And you're going to lose that if you were... Pl- replace all of your mid and low tier workers with AI. Because we as a society have just decided that expertise doesn't matter anymore. We don't want to listen to people with expertise. We don't want to pay people with expertise. And we don't want to allow people to get there anymore. If you can find an easier way to do something, let's just do that. And it's frustrating to watch. Well, and that's what happened, you know, on the last podcast, we were talking about Bungie laying off like 10% of their staff. A ton of the people they fired were senior staff. Oh, they're more expensive. You had people right? being fired who had been around since like Halo 1. Yeah. <laughs> like, talk about expertise. That's a lot of expertise mm-hmm. that's just gone. Yep. Well, and, and this is why, personally, this is one of the reasons why the gaming community pisses me off so much because it tolerates mediocrity yeah and because it tolerates mediocrity in the games that are delivered and people buy games that are broken and they play games that are shit that tells gaming companies that they don't need it doesn't matter that right. it doesn't matter we give you a steaming dog turd on a plate and you'll say thank you and, for the meal and these are people who will then you know be out there shouting a, on twitter X that no we still call it thank, thank you Bob no it's X uh, I will dead name one thing Alex and it will be that fair enough but you know they'll, they'll get online and shout about how how wrong it is that um that Bungie is laying off these people Meanwhile, and then they'll still buy the next DLC right and it's like this is this, this is, is the, the consequence is, right exactly you know because that's the thing I, I mean uh, our Big, evil, faceless companies, evil and... Yes. They are responding to what people spend money on. 
at the end of the day, if people don't buy games because they're shit, they're going to be forced if they want to continue to make money to deliver higher quality games, which will force them to retain talented staff. I did see that uh, that new uh, Modern Warfare didn't do so great, though. Or at least not um, what they were expecting. Yeah, I mean, I heard the campaign was terrible. I mean, the whole thing was thrown together really fast. Oh, no, I heard I it didn't make as much money as they wanted it to make. Right, yeah. Well, I didn't... I just I kind mean, of assume it's going to be terrible. I mean, it's a day one release that's only been out for a little while. I assume it's dog shit. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, even the people... I know people who buy Call of Duty every year, no matter what. No matter how bad it is, it doesn't matter. They're buying Call of Duty because it says call of duty right there in the mm-hmm. box yep and um i know people like that who didn't even know that this modern warfare 3 game came out so i mean it's like i just i think that some of it's that i think some failure of, I, of I think there's just a general it's funny because microsoft is about bought all this now and now they're gonna be left trying to deal with it but i just think i don't know man i think people are burned out you know, it's like I got burned out like 10 years ago or something, but I think a lot of people have been getting more burned out now. What I hope we're seeing, because the Marvel movies that have come out this year have not performed. Mm-hmm. The Marvels did nothing. and that Oh, and I wanted to talk about that on the last podcast, how it's like people were talking about, oh, the, the pre-sales are down on the Marvels. And I'm like, who the fuck is buying? Who is pre buying tickets to the marvels this isn't like fucking avengers infinity war or something it's the fucking marvels i guarantee you you you'll be just able to get a seat get in the door on you'll the night okay. it comes out you'll be all right but now we're everyone's burned out on superhero movies yeah and i don't think they advertised it very well at all i had no clue when I, mean, it was what, coming I saw out. the ads what i think is funny is in the wake of uh what's going on with the marvels is I've seen so many articles of saying like, oh, you know, people are starting to get tired of superhero movies. No, people have been tired. People have been tired. Yeah. We've been talking about this for years, years ago. Yep. It happened right after, what was the second one in that, in that, was it? Endgame. Endgame was the last one. That was the end. Right there. Endgame. We're done. It it was a clear endpoint. You killed off Robert Downey Jr. You killed off um, Chris Evans. Mm -hmm. Like, people were done. Well, and... And And yes, you could bring those people back. You know, you could resurrect them, whatever. I mean, that fatigue had been starting before Endgame... And it, it was, but people were but still people, super excited for those movies. Well, yeah, but but that's why people hung on because they knew they knew that was coming. We're getting to right. the culmination of the story. I want to see the big dumb fights. And then you had also the just turd fest of uh, of the Warner Brothers of the DC movies. That didn't help Marvel. That every time DC put out a movie, it was like, "Oh God, another trash ass movie." But yeah, so it, like it just—it's just like these these articles. Oh, people are starting to no, 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 no. This has been the, this is none of these. A lot of the like the big franchise stuff this year. There was an Indiana Jones movie that came out this year. Mm-hmm. I did nothing. Yeah, I have franchise fatigue. I don't give a fuck about superheroes anymore. You know what I want? I want like a twenty million dollar comedy. Something small. 
something yeah. more intimate that you can make for cheap. We're not swinging for the fucking fences. We're not well, spending. Does, everything doesn't have to be interconnected. Right. Just simple stuff, more in. And I think that's. I'm hoping that as this crests, that's kind of what we'll we'll start to see. Well, and and th- I think it's a genuinely exciting time as uh, a movie fan because when when you have when you have something like this where there is what appears to be a major shift in the tide you know that typically spurs a lot of creativity right because okay the thing the big thing that's been making us all of the money well we got to find the new big thing now we got to find the next thing so they're going to have to throw a whole lot of shit at the wall so hopefully yeah we find get some, what sticks we get some good stuff in the coming years yeah because i don't need to see another superhero movie i really don't for like a long ass time when we make right. another good like batman movie where i finally get a decent like like when that new DC stuff starts in a few years, maybe I'll poke the head in. Because I'm just vaguely, because of James Gunn. That's mostly what it is. I'm interested to see his take on Superman, and it's like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing, and he kind of seems to know how to make these characters work. So that I'm interested in seeing. Well, and there's certain things, you know, like I was still interested in Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and the third one you was good. You said it was pretty good. I haven't watched it yet. It was yet. good. Um, we haven't watched it yet, I yeah. should say. And and there were other ones I was interested in, even with the burnout that I was feeling, right? Like Thor, Love and Thunder, I was interested in just because the last Thor movie was so good. And then I watched that. I was like, okay, this is like poop. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, Doctor Strange was like, okay, I enjoyed the first Doctor Strange movie. And then I saw the second one I was like, okay, this is poop. And, you know, the Marvels, I wasn't interested in that just because the Captain Marvel movie wasn't that good to begin with. Like, it was like, okay, I don't really like this character. Well, that's another one. You could put a gun to my head. I think Jude Law was in it. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah, he was. I don't remember anything that happened in that movie. I just remember her being like, not, it's like. To me, all these superhero movies, they're all about the character, right? How much you care about that character? How charismatic is that actor? I mean, the first Iron Man was basically, it was literally like Robert Downey Jr. in a cave slamming on fucking iron, you know? Like, it was still great because Robert Downey Jr. is super charismatic, right? Yeah. And... I just, I don't have any problem with Brie Larson. I don't think it's a problem with her. I think it's just the character and the writing or something. Like, it just, the first Captain Marvel just didn't do anything for well, me. Well, I think about it, like, you know, look at the first Wonder Woman, right? Gal Gadot is not a great actress. No. No. Um, but that story was well-written and well-directed. And they also and they also stuck Chris Pine next to her for like basically that whole movie. Who's great? He's great, and and we really do sleep on him. Oh yeah, like we really genuinely do. He's wonderful. Like in that D and D movie, he's fucking great. And and, and and that's what I'm saying. I don't think it was a mistake that in that Wonder Woman movie they were like, we're gonna put Chris Pine. Right next to Gal Gadot in every scene of this whole fucking movie. But com- that combined with a good story and 
thank God Warner Brothers didn't get what they wanted and cut the the No Man's Land scene. I still can't believe they wanted. A, I mean, I can, but it. But you you build you built the movie with you built a character who was in who, spite of in the, of themselves. Yeah, they managed to make a good movie. Right. I know Alex doesn't like the final part with valid yeah. reasons. Yeah, it just didn't do anything for him. Yeah. But, but I think that also plays into my general superhero fatigue that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, great. Another meaningless giant battle. We're devolving yeah. into, oh, we're going to fight this this villain who ultimately means nothing in the grand scheme of things and who we're going to defeat. And it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Right. But so it's, I mean, that's probably why they brought in Chris Pine back for that sequel. Well, yeah. And that was in that movie was bad. Oof, uh, was that, that movie bad. was bad. But then, well, and then you get in the whole thing where it's like essentially the whole movie. She's like raping a dude whose body has been taken over. Right. I mean, if we, if we <laughs> I put mean, a now, monochrome of thought into it, it's like. Now, great. am I that not great, Bob? for that guy? No, but nonetheless, still happened. I. Well, that was another one where there was like a bunch of like stuff going on. They were trying to do too many things at once. And it was just like, what What are we doing? Yeah. What's going that, on? I just didn't enjoy that movie. No, it was bad. And they uh, didn't have the, the original theme. And uh, either, what's his name was in there too as the bad guy? Uh, Pedro Pascal yeah, is in that. Playing yeah. Donald Trump, basically. <laughs> I forgot about I don't that. I think he was playing Donald Trump, mm, was he? A little bit. Okay, I'll have to go. I mean, Christian, I won't. I, you're not going I, back. I was about no, to say, I was about to say, I'll have to go back, and I thought, Liar. no, I won't. <laughs> Christian Wig was in that shit. Oh yeah, is uh, the the what was that character's cheetah? name? She's like, yeah, was? Cheetah. That sounds right. Wow, you're on it, Erica. Dude, I'm telling. It's it's a disease. I'm, you got to get me to trivia night. A cl- Geralt of yeah. trivia. That needs to be the team name, and we will clean the fuck up. Yeah, that movie was not good. That no, I remember bad. being really stoked for it, and it like because it was a pandemic watch, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it was like released exclusively on Ma- on HBO Max, and it was like, okay, cool, yeah, we can like post up, we'll watch this, it'll be a good time. But it was like, oh, you know, no. what was another sad one for pandemic watches was the Mortal Kombat movie. I was just gonna say, you watched that, right? Yep. Yeah, the trailers were great. We and let ourselves like, get all That's pumped. the thing, yep. Erica. I know we talked about this before, but whatever. That's the podcast. I they've got me on the trailer. Plus, I didn't have to actually go to the theater and pay money. That was the other. But thing. but no, it the was. Trailer, we let ourselves be. The fooled. trailer was great, and then the opening fight scene was great, and you're like, "This is going to be a good movie." And they don't fight, and again. then it goes. Right, right off the off cliff. The cliff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's like 15 minutes in, you're like, we got a good movie here. And then, nope. bam. <laughs> like, boom, well, And I was zero. reading something from the directors. And they were like, yeah, we really always envisioned it as like a three-picture thing where like they get to like the tournament in the second movie. And I was like, fuck you. You have to make the first one first. It is Mortal Kombat. You can do tournaments in every movie. Yeah. That's why I'm fucking here. That's what they do in every single Mortal Kombat right. game. It's fucking There is another Kombat. nonsense tournament that Outworld relentlessly cheats in. That's the fucking game. That's the franchise, baby. Just it's hire some super rad people. over the top and yes. cartoony. Yes. Yeah. Camp. Like in the last movie. one, I was watching a little bit of a playthrough from Mortal Kombat 1 where they like reset the universes and everything. They had like all the universes coming together to like fight Shao Kahn or something. I don't even fucking As know you what do. was going on. Sure. There were like 45 Liu Kangs from different universes fighting together. It's like, it's just fucking nonsense. Didn't they in that fucking movie, they like created a new character as oh, the yeah. main character? And it was like, 
You have like a million you characters. You could pick somebody. Just do Liu Kang again. I'm fine with that. Dude, that first Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat movie is it's incredible. Great. I will hear no word against it. It is a delight from they start to finish. They play that fucking song the whole time. It's incredible. It boosts the whole movie <laughs> like they know five what they got. levels. As soon as it starts, as soon yeah. as there's color on the screen, they hit you with that fucking song and it's great. Yeah, it is. What were we even talking about? Who fucking knows? <laughs> I, I don't want to say, though, it's kind of like what you were talking about, Bob, when it comes to video games and how, like, this. I think I said this on the last podcast or something where, like, 7 is the new 10. Mm-hmm. Like, you got a bunch of people, they're playing, like, 6s and 7s, and they think they're playing 10s. It's like, no, dude, this game sucks. <laughs> like, this is bad. Because that's all they and, know. They right. only know mediocrity. Well, and, you, and, in, you, and to be fair, you still have Nintendo out there. Every first-party yeah. Nintendo game is generally great. Sure. You still have Sony. Pretty much every first-party Sony game is generally great. And honestly, the past year or two, the third parties have been on fire as well. So there's been a, it's been a really crazy couple years for video games overall. And yes, you have a cyberpunk dropped in there where like, everyone's mega hyped for it right and then it comes out and the game is just not it should have never been released on the previous generation consoles um but they even fixed that and now apparently that's a great game now and so it's they stuck with it to their credit they didn't abandon the game but every game shouldn't one every game shouldn't have to have its redemption arc right sure the game comes out it's trash and then oh a year later hey the game's great now well can't we just have the great like, game? Can't we right just away? do the good game, right? Like, can we do um, that from the start? But yeah, everyone's got to beta test the game for them now. But mm-hmm. I mean, I will say, um, well, yeah, they and, used to do that, like not with the consumer, but then yeah. we cut out all the beta testers. Well, and what's funny is, and, and like Bob said, we just all accepted that. Yeah, and it's just it's so weird because. You have the AAA game space, and you often get the impression, whether it's the developers or the executives, there does seem to be a major disconnect from what the consumer wants versus what's being delivered a lot of the time. And I think that's one of the things that kind of came out of Bungie in the wake of those people being fired was there apparently are people internally who are saying, like, hey, we've got a problem, like player retention's falling off we can see the problems with the game that need to be addressed. But then we go to the executives and we say, we think we should do X, Y, and Z. And they say, no, it's fine. Keep going like it is. It's just, it's an interesting comparison because, you know, I'm always on like the gotcha game thing now with Nikkei where they had the, they started like the one year anniversary event a couple weeks ago or something. It was like two or uh, two weeks ago, maybe. And the big character for the event, mega hyped up in the storyline, was this Red Hood character. Mm-hmm. And you could get her now in the game. And people were expecting, one, it's the anniversary. So people are expecting, like, a really strong character. And then, two, in the story, you've got her just, like, train wrecking everyone. So when the character was actually available to get in the game, and she was, like, okay, you know, not top tier in terms of, like, strength. People were like, well, what the hell? And I don't know what they were seeing internally. Maybe their metrics were showing, hey, people aren't spending money the way we would want them to to get this character. But like within three or four days, they came out with an update, raised the character's power level dramatically to where like she's one of the three best characters in the game now, which is more in line with her 
power level that was shown in the story. And the, Makes more sense. The characters in the story do tend to reflect their power in in actual use. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's just so interesting to see a developer like reacting really fast. You've not mentioned like, that a couple different times about Yeah, them, they react like really fast to feedback and they do a lot of quality of life things that people ask for and it's just so weird because you don't see that with a lot of AAA games like you, you're literally used to getting your your head shit yeah. on and being told well why aren't you thanking me for yeah that? it's it's usually a lot of like like i even notice with overwatch and they're more receptive receptive to feedback now but a lot of times with overwatch the developers would always say well tell us don't give us ideas on like what you think we should do to change a character or something tell us what feeling is it giving you like what don't you like about the experience and then we'll try to play around with it Mm -hmm. to make it better but we don't want you to say like oh soldier does 20 damage make him do 18 like that doesn't we want to why does why does it feel bad that soldier does 20 damage and there used to be a lot of like just in all video games you get a lot of uh you know like we know better than you type of feedback i think that which is often true audience no from the the developers i think you see that in a lot of spaces though you see that in entertainment you see it in not obviously games or entertainment but in movies even in books well i mean the 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 truth is that your subject matter experts often often get feedback that says we want you to do X. And then when they root down in the problem, they realize, okay, there's a fundamental problem, not with, you know, how much damage soldier does. The problem is that, you know, I'm just going to throw something weird out there, but like soldier, um, it's weird that soldier does damage, you know, when he's smoking a cigarette, (laughs) Sure. Right. So I I understand. Like I feel like you could get a lot weirder with that, Bob. I could have. It would it would be like it would be like soldier is enabling a team composition that people don't find fun to play against or play with, and he's making the game unfun. That would be like your general feedback. So like I understand where like that mindset as a developer comes from. Of tell me tell me what what they what's called in development is a story give me the story like why what is going on here what do you want to be able to do don't tell me how to fix it tell me what you want it you know what you don't like or what you want it to be as an experience because you if if we make it you know if we increase soldiers damage by two points and that's probably not going to fix it but you also have to be able to solicit that feedback in a in a way that doesn't come off as dickheadish. You know, because you, 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 people are always going to tell you what they want you to do, and you just—it's just part of development to be like, okay, interesting. So you want us to raise it by two points? Why? What is, what, 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 how does that feel behind it? Well, and you you might have, you might have some appreciation for this. What they do periodically in Nikkei, for example, is they put 
surveys in the game and they say, hey, fill this out. We'll give you X amount of currency. Yeah. And it'll literally be like, you know, what do you think about this story event? What do you this character, this music, you know, did you know, like it, dislike it, strongly like it, whatever. Um, and it's just be a bunch of stuff like that in a survey. And then at the end, there'll be like a box. And it'll be like, oh, if there's any other feedback you want to give us, please put it here. And I actually do believe there are people reading this shit. Yeah. Well, so Nike is interesting from a, uh, and other gotcha games and, uh, you know, just anything that's any game that's monetized in such a way that it's rely it relies on microtransactions or you know constant user income right um or spend so they're they're constantly being told if they're doing a good job or not right you know with the with your seventy dollar titles you know you're what you're what they're finding out is whether or not their marketing team did the did a good job. Yeah, and, and a key and another key difference there is if you if you come out with a game like The Last of Us, well, they're going to make their huge chunk of money. Mm-hmm. Day one. Yep. Yeah, we're going to see how good of a job did the marketers do. Um, how into it were you know like how into the last game were people mm-hmm. right? Because if they were really into The Last of Us one, well, they're probably going to buy The Last of Us two. Mm-hmm. Um. And even if they get feedback after the game comes out that says, oh, we didn't like this or we didn't like that, well, maybe they'll implement that feedback in the next game. Yeah. Unless it's a minor tweak or something, right? That maybe that'll get patched. But that'll probably be feedback for the next game, really. Yeah. But it's kind of like that's the game. It is what it is. And, you know, we're not trying to get continual money out of you for the game. Whereas, like, a a destiny or an overwatch or a Nikkei, they're trying to continually milk you. Mm-hmm. So it's a different situation than a super Mario RPG or something. Right. Which yeah. I'm looking forward to. It's out. Oh, is it out? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize mm-hmm. I throw it on the old list. But one thing that I think that you should do is when you do create something, it's okay. I'm done with this. I've learned some lessons from it. Let me take that and apply it. Yeah. To the next thing. Don't keep trying to change thing A. Move on to thing B. And and I know that's a little different with the way games are. As yeah, a it's different. Are it's different. Up. Like if you're writing a book. Yes. Right. Oh. Versus I know writing a versus, book. Who would do that? Versus playing a video game because they're trying to. This is like a a video game is something you interact with, something mm-hmm. you directly interface with, and the experience millions of people are having is really you know crucial to people continually to engaging with that Mm -hmm. whereas with a book it's like okay here's my creative property and if you didn't like it okay maybe there's some feedback i can take from that but that it is what it is you're not going to go back like i would assume most of the time most book authors aren't going to be like you know what people didn't like that ending i'm going to change it we're not all you george know? lucas going back and <laughs> tweaking yeah. our creations yeah it's like usually like it is what it is no just as like you know uh, being like an artist and then uh, uh funny alex should mention writing i did recently finish a book and it is coming out in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll have to promote it on the podcast. We definitely once will. It's out. We definitely will. Um, 
We'll tell them where to spend their money appropriately. Exactly. Patreon.com slash subtle interference. <laughs> it is about, okay, I've finished my thing. Is there maybe some things I would have changed? Sure. Are there lessons that I've learned? Yes. And you just, okay, I'm done with thing. Thing is over. Onward and upward. And exactly. And I think like, you know, if I so grace you with my quality time and I read your book, <laughs> I'll, you know, I'm sure what you would be most interested to hear from me would maybe be like the feelings I got from it or whether I enjoyed it or not. Not like, not like, oh, did you nitpick how I wrote the book or something like, you know, yeah, I don't like, want to hear that from anybody. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I think like most authors wouldn't. All I want to hear is, yes, Erica, it was brilliant. You could write more. <laughs> yeah. You're so I mean, beautiful and talented. That's what I would but like you know, to know. I know, but you know what I'm. But you know what I'm saying. It's yeah, no, like, I know exactly what you're saying. See, I I would think it'd be the opposite. I would think, and you you can tell me, but I I feel like I would want to know less about did you? Or I would want to know more about what like was my prose digestible? Is it a readable novel? Um, is it technically executed well? Because the the content is every every reader's different right mm -hmm. and so you just like as an author i just wouldn't want the technical aspects of my writing to get in the way of well the you want to make sure that you've got right the base like you're not riddled with spelling errors and grammar right. nonsense and i mean i would hope i've looked it over enough times and had enough other people look it over yeah i'm sure there's like why because it's this is a self-published joint folks so there's probably like one or two things still in there. I do have a couple weeks still to like give it another look see and make sure we're all good. And I probably will, even though I'm kind of getting sick of reading it. <laughs> but the other thing is, it's like, it's like with movies. Every movie is somebody's favorite movie. Every book is somebody's favorite book. Even the dog shit ones. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's an audience for anything out there. Mm -hmm. And really, it's just a matter of, because you hear a lot of like, uh, 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 you know, popular stuff, you know, you'll be like, oh, okay, let me go and read that. And you're like, it's fine. Well, it is funny thinking about like writing a whole book because I even think about something as simple as writing like a three sentence post on like a forum. And then you reread it. Like, and if you're not a maniac, you should reread what you wrote before you hit send, whether it's X. Or Reddit Whether or forum tweeting or something. Or Redditing but or posting to AO3. Yes. Sometimes you write something that makes sense while you're writing it, and then you read it back, and you're like, "Well, actually, that's a run-on sentence." And well, no, I you look at it, you're like, "I, I was on I, drugs. What's going?" And on? I didn't need like four commas in that one oh, yeah. sentence. Yeah. You know, like actually, this isn't what, a comma what, at all. Why is the sentence going on well, for five paragraphs? Yeah. What was the saying? Write drunk, edit sober. Write drunk, edit sober. <laughs> I have a T-shirt that says that upstairs. <laughs> No, like, yeah, even before I post fic, I go back and I give it a cursory read-through, and then usually I'll post it, and I'll go back a few days later, reread it again, yeah. goose those numbers, but also to see, okay, is there any, like, grammatical, or is there, like, some weird spelling shit? Wow, this has five views. Oh, wait, they're all me. <laughs> like that? You goose those numbers? My stuff has more than five Okay, views. I was Thank just talking you. about when it first gets posted. Don't be offended. <laughs> Though now, mostly because, annoyingly, there are not nearly as many people as I thought would be into the ship as there actually are. There's not the uh, 
numbers in my little corner anymore. Hmm. So when you do post stuff, and I've never posted anything that's gotten like thousands of views. I think the most I've ever gotten is just over a thousand, but you know, still validating. What if the book doesn't take off, but then you one day you start your hentai career and then that takes off and then from that the book career takes off. Yeah, I'd be into that. Have you thought about that? That's fine. Huh? Mm. You could draw people in with like the freaking furry porn. I do like how invested Alex is in getting me like. I just want you to be rich, Erica. In, I in I think he thing. I think he just needs somebody close to him who can draw him hentai for cheap. That's weird. Or free. There's so much porn on the internet, Bob. No one needs that. Whatever you're into, I'm, it's out there, Bob. Well, then believe me. Also believe me. There's also definitely people who it's like, ooh, I really like this artist specifically, and I'm commissioning them to draw my sure. specific weird shit. Right. Believe me, Bob. Whatever weird shit you're into that certainly involves running, it's out there. Okay? I still got to write that outline. The marathon investigator. Oh. I've forgotten about him. I gotta work on that one again. I've heard a bunch of like stories lately about like peripheral women in my life who are in like relationships with mediocre men. So I've been kind of taking oh. that and running with it. I see. Um, I'm about three k into like, and it wasn't something that I was planning on writing, but I was just like, nah, I need to like get my feelings about this like out in a productive way. So. I can never figure out what any women are into about men. It's very confusing. I never. You just see you see some of these women. You're like, you've settled, huh? Well, it's like him. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. I have standards, but you know, whatevs. Wow. You hear that, Bob? Standards. Standards. That's good news for you. I, yeah. I will have you know You're that a high I, quality man I have been told you are amongst the better husbands Of oh. the men That my little friend group knows Oh amongst the better High the praise better. <laughs> No legitimately they're like wow Bob's actually like a good dude Like you lucked out Because we know a lot of people with shitty fucking husbands Like Bob. this nonsense gonna... of like Being out and then like Hitting like 9 o'clock and being like where are you why aren't you home? Why aren't you coming home? Fuck you, that's why. I'm Bob, out. You go you go out and Bob's like, just take your time. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna print a shirt that just says among the better. I mean you do have those capabilities, I so do. you should do that. What about it just says high quality man? High quality running man. I am Ken enough. Or Kenoff. 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 Bob Ken watched enough. the Barbie movie and he found it delightful. It, oh. was, it was a lot of fun. I haven't seen it. I don't uh, plan on seeing it. It's oh. pretty good, Alex. Okay. It's under two hours. That's an Already, achievement in itself. Like, <laughs> that alone. Under two hours, you start at four stars in my book. <sighs> you have to work to get down from there if you're under two hours. I now, don't a lot of movies do that work. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> what other movie have you watched lately that's under two hours, though? Um, Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> This is incredible. It's like you, you definitely run into them. They're all over all the streaming services. The just 
boring. Not even that they're bad. They're just so boring. These well, movies, they're just so boring. And, and to me... The leads have no chemistry. That is the greater sin. Yeah. I'd rather watch something that's like bad, but I'm having fun with it, than it be boring. Yeah, I mean, it's like that Mortal Kombat. The first Mortal Kombat, that movie's terrible. It's oh, yeah. awful. But ever, but it's like there's this weird charisma and it's fun. It's campy. It's fun. I'm having yeah. a good time. You know, the, the source material is like, okay, it's a fighting tournament. Right. There you go. Good luck. But it's fun. Yeah. It's so stupid. But they're I playing mean, that fucking music and you're just having a blast and you get to go home after like 90 minutes. Stupid movies are the best movies. Yes. I mean, like, Commando. That movie's dumb as shit. But it's wonderful. But it's great. Better I, watch what you say. Alex will take you to task. I just want to be entertained. I don't want to be right. bored. I don't want to have to sit there for three hours trying to remember whatever the fuck happened in your cinematic universe like seven years ago that suddenly has become relevant again. Just entertain me. You know what I think is one of the greatest sins in cinema hmm. the a cinema sin if you will no 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 not, that, not those people um is how how boring the star wars universe is yeah yeah like i mean i oh you want to bring up something that's gonna piss people off go oh, ahead yeah. oh yeah no I, I mean i've got i've got plenty of, I, like my favorite, like, movie-going story of, like, recent past was going to see that movie with Sass. Because we had just had Izzy come home. Mm-hmm. And I think you went and saw it with... Did you go by yourself? Well, wasn't it... Was that the one where, like, we had both gotten... We had planned to go and we no, both No, that got was sick? the second one. Okay. I got violently ill, and then you got violently ill. And and we, we ended up both it. going in separate times to see, like... To see it separately? I don't remember. Did we with that? I thought we ended up going know. together. But no, the, second, the last one, we didn't see together because I saw it in the theater with Sass. Mm-hmm. And we got about halfway through, theater is empty. And I think they had just killed Chewie. And I looked over at her and I was like, I have to start talking. I'm sorry. I don't mean to ruin like the movie going experience for you. There's no one else in this theater. I'm going to start being a little loud. <laughs> and she looked back at me and she goes, oh, thank God. I've been trying to be quiet. And I'm like, no, 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 man. We just, this is fucking horrible. We just got to go. It, it, I seem to remember you defending the second one. I'm not talking about, that's not the second one. I'm talking about the third one. Yeah, no, the third one's oh, terrible. Okay. Yeah, no, I seem to remember you defending the second one. I will and say, I, remember trashing I it. saw it the one time. I remembered enjoying it, but I have not gone back to watch it again. And there, I'll tell you what, there are, I, I can. There are times it, when I've seen movies in theaters and enjoyed myself and then gone back and watched it again and been like, what, what the hell? Bob enjoyed the first Jurassic World. The first, Seeing it in theater. I, Which it, was hysterical because I was sitting there and I'm like, I didn't realize I liked Jurassic Park this much. I'm furious. <laughs> no, I had like I had fun at the theater watching it and then I watched it again and I was like, I don't know what I was I had more fun with the second one because I was just like, this is a shithouse movie and we now we've got cloned little girls and we're trying to sell dinosaurs as weapons of war. I'm here for this nonsense. 
Makes this sense. is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Let's go. Did that dinosaur just cry? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, perfection. <laughs> it was one of those movie-going experiences where I'm cackling in the theater and I'm, like, really bothering everybody else. That's just making me laugh even harder. Because it's like, this is terrible. Why, so why, 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 people? It was so bad. But, but it was... But, so... Um, I've never uh, same. I don't think I've ever watched the second of the the new Star Wars again. Um, this is to not with me so. to critique it. So um, I can't I say. We'll say that speaks volumes, though. Yeah, because I have gone back and watched the first one because I do still enjoy the first one in the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. It sets up a lot of like good shit and that then, never gets and paid then off. does nothing with it. Because um, how, Alex? How? And I know we've talked about this before. When you buy something. For four billion dollars, do you not at least have a vague plan in mind for the new trilogy of movies? You don't go in with just, well, you know, we're gonna do the first one, then we'll see what happens. You don't have a, a vague idea of where we're going, and then you let Ryan Johnson come in and do whatever the fuck he did, and then undo it all in the third. Movie. And then undo it all in the third one. Yeah. Well, and I maybe that just shows you how much George Lucas wanted to just be done with the whole thing, because I would almost think to get George Lucas to sell Star Wars, you would have to present him with a plan of what you want to do. No, what what's the thing? He thought the world was gonna. He's one of those guys who thought the world was gonna end allegedly. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's why he got rid of it. Well, and look who he sold to. He sold to Disney. Kathleen Kennedy took it over. Kathleen Kennedy's worked with Spielberg all you know for years and years and years, and George and Spielberg are good friends. Like, well, and I it think it was an inside sale. Part of the problem, though, was that I because somebody had to approve of what Ryan Johnson did, but then when like the you know the, the fanboys got the it, they went out of their back. minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh fuck, we got to course correct. But you course corrected to such a point that it was just like. What what what, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Okay, and just all the all the shit where it was like, oh, what's her face? Ray's a what was the bad guy? Um, no, she's like the granddaughter of Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. she's a Palpatine. And he's back, and it's like what they resurrected Pal- Palpatine out of magical fucking force means. I mean, it's like it it got to a point where it was just like. I'm not having fun anymore. At one point in that movie, she like is reaching out for a ship and then just electrocutes it to the ground. It's like, oh my god, she's a Palpatine. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm that's not, literally I'm what happened. It didn't happen. I do not remember that happening. Yeah, this movie occupies no space in my mind. Yeah, I, th- I think with Star Wars, it became a case of they. And and I have to give credit to Rich Evans of Red Letter Media on this that Star Wars, for as theoretically big a universe as it is, it's really actually quite a small story. It's the Skywalkers. It's and it is the Empire versus the Rebellion as concepts, and there are certain elements that need to be present and i think what you see with what they have done in film um is they have they've they've 
tried to like grasp on the certain aspects of it and like try to retain some stylistic things and like and kind of it, it just hasn't worked for me certainly like and a lot of the expanded story that they've told uh really hasn't grabbed me and i honestly i know you didn't much care for when luke uh, shows up in the mandalorian no because it that whole second season of the mandalorian just started being like here comes a spin-off here's thing well there was here's luke and i was just kind of like i was really enjoying this like space western with this fucking dude and his kid like I was really enjoying that, and then the greater Star Wars mythology had to stick its fat ass in there mm-hmm. and like start ruining my enjoyment. And it went to the point where I just didn't bother watching any of season three. Yeah, I didn't. So watch you it. watched it, right? It was good. Um, the only weird thing about season three was it felt like like the Mandalorian is there the whole time. But it almost felt like he was the sidekick to Bo-Katan. Like, it was almost like Bo-Katan became the main character of the show. And that's Starbuck? Yeah. Okay. So, it's like, I don't know She has a name, but I can never right. remember the actress's name. And I don't name. know if that's one of those things where it's like, oh... There it is. Yeah. I don't remember if that's... I don't know if that's one of those things where they just like that she doesn't have the helmet, so they you can see her face, because you know they're crazy about that shit in Hollywood. Um, or I don't know. I remember, I don't know if they're still doing it, but I remember in season two, I think it was a thing that like, there was just a stunt man playing the Mandalorian the whole time. And they just dubbed in Pedro Pascal's lines. I mean, that's a little shitty if that was the case. So I don't know if that's what they're still doing going forward because of his scheduling. I don't know. So maybe that's why they were kind of trying to like move another character almost into the main role. Cause I guess that's. One of the nice things about calling it The Mandalorian is anyone could be The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. I suppose. Oh, that first season was just so much fun, though. I think, they're all, I think they're all good. I mean, I think that, honestly, the I whole show's I should say good. I did enjoy season two, but it was once it started. One, it became kind of, oh, we're doing a spinoff. Here's character we're going to spin off. That annoyed me. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I got annoyed by the greater... Um, mythology of it all making itself known well, but I, I did really like uh Giancarlo Esposito as the bad guy in the second yeah, season yeah he's still in there um and I don't know if he's still around I thought they killed him off no they they captured him oh I thought he died I didn't always realize... kill the guy no nah, keep giving him work I love him he's great um but I I even heard I haven't watched it but I heard the book of Boba Fett was actually kind of another season of the Mandalorian I heard the same thing, yeah. And I, but I haven't seen it, so I don't know. And I heard Ahsoka's good. I mean, it seems like when they're doing the smaller, more focused stories, the Star Wars stuff is like better mm-hmm. than like the big galaxy war. Mm-hmm. Well, because we've told that story, I've I've seen that. Yeah. So yeah, there, I think there are a bunch of smaller, quieter stories that could be told mm-hmm. in an interesting way. And I think they they did I think they did a good job with it with the first season of The Mandalorian. Just so much else I just can't, I just can't be bothered with. And the the movies I I mean Well, I don't even know are we getting anymore? I think that's kind of I thought I'm they were sure going to eventually, well. but I thought yeah. that they were just kind of leaving it live for a while. Well, I think they're I think they've figured out that 
uh, um, shit, we have to actually have a plan. We can't. Just... Well, because wasn't it originally supposed to be an Obi Wan movie, but then they did the show? Oh yeah, I, I forgot there was the Obi Wan show. My dad said it was pretty good. It seems like all the Star Wars TV shows are well received. Mm-hmm. I just, I just straight up don't have enough. Like I just, I don't don't when I'm no don't when I'm supposed to watch all this TV. <laughs> like they're well, coming out the with thing, so much right? TV. Right? There's so much, and it's like I have to watch Bake Off for the seventeen thousandth time. That's so. true. Well, and also something like, you know, Bake Off or if you're watching some bullshit like The Challenge, you can kind of like play on your phone while you watch that. I would challenge that you can play on your phone during anything. Yes, we know know that's your stance. For sure. No, when I have Bake Off on, like it was on in the background when I was editing the book, like or I'll be fucking around on my phone, not really paying attention. It's really more background noise. Yeah, unless exactly. it's the new season, and, I pay attention. When I'm and there's that. some shows that I used to like for that. Like I would watch, you know, like Supergirl on the CW. That show was fucking bad, but I could just like turn it on in the background and do something else, and it was good for that. Well, and not everything—that's the other thing. Not everything that you watch or read or consume has to be the greatest thing ever. Like mid-tier stuff can still be fun and enjoyable there's, and worth your time. There's a reason why. NCIS has been on TV for like a billion years and has such a huge viewership. Same for all the procedures. Sometimes I just want to turn my brain off and mm-hmm. watch cops rough up perps. Yep. <laughs> and cheer for them. Right. And then be like, well, wait. <laughs> Bootlicker Erica, no! It doesn't roll off the tongue like Bootlicker Bob. No, it's the alliteration of Bootlicker Bob that just it it's the it works so well. It really does. The syllables, it's it's perfect. Rolls off the tongue. Did you want to do any bootlicking on this podcast? Um, we got a little big business earlier. A little bit. Love big business Bob, but Bootlicker Bob is my favorite. <laughs> it's bucket hat Bob. Damn it. No. Uh, not in this universe, friend. <laughs> you get Ultra Bob for that. Do they not call you Ultra Bob on your other endeavors? No, they call me Buckethead Bob. Ridiculous. It just doesn't roll off the tongue like Ultra Bob. I've literally had people come up to me who I've never met and say, are you Buckethead Bob? And I've got to tell you, that is the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. It's the weirdest fucking thing that he's the most happy about. Yeah, he loves it. Oh, the glee. He's famous. The glee when it happened the first time. Oh, my God, Alex. Well, because here's the thing. It's like, one, no, I am not famous by any stretch of the imagination. Sure, sure. Um, sure. But it's not like, okay, like, it's not like Brad Pitt. And, like, of course everyone's going to know. Like, Brad Pitt knows when he's walking down the street, everyone knows... He's Brad Pitt, and he's just hoping that they leave him alone. No, you're like a fucking character actor in this universe, so that when people do... It's like when you're dressed as something really obscure for Halloween, and like that one person comes up to you and goes, Hey, nice costume. I know who that is. And you're just filled with all the light and joy in the universe. That's the Buckethead Bob situation. Beloved character actor, (laughs) Brian Dennehy. (laughs) Oh, it's been a while since we've listened to Patton. Yes, it has. Yes. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah. How shitty Star, Star Wars. Wars is now. Oh yeah, it's just, it's just disappointing. I mean, I used to watch. 
I used to consume Star Wars on an absurd level, like to the point that um, certain people still think that I am like a diehard Star Wars fan. And you have to this been day. for like 10 years. I mean, there is. Do you remember the time we were sitting there playing Star Wars Trivial Pursuit and I just. And you were dominating. Just decimated you all. I mean, it, Dad was doing pretty well too, but. I remember. You going like I was. I was getting mad. It that's was just my natural state. It was. I was at the the trivial pursuits. It was Star Wars trivial pursuit, right? Yeah, that's what it was. So you know, and the way it goes is like you get to the center, and then like you gotta. I had one more question. You have to, to answer, answer a question from each color. Yeah, yeah. so there's like had, six questions you have to answer. Right. To win. And so I I remember like I got there and I had just been blowing like breezing through this, and. She was so mad that I didn't I, think you'd get that last. Nobody and was you, you anywhere got it, and near I was, me. That was also infuriating. I don't so, appreciate being beaten to such a to such a. It level. was a drubbing. It, <laughs> it was, was it was a shameful display. <laughs> and she sat and, and like they were like they went to go grab whoever was like reading. It was me. Well. So you went, to, you put, you looked at, the, you looked at the one that came out. And you're like, hell no! It's just, you went through the deck yes. looking for a hard question. Yeah, cheating. Yeah, I know. And I and still, he still got fucking it. got it. <laughs> like that was my level of fandom into Star Wars, and now I couldn't give a shit because I just don't care for what the product that they're putting out well and the other problem with all of these big major properties that i do hope that now that you know we, we've discovered that you know there's franchise fatigue nobody fucking cares anymore is that we stop getting these gray bland featureless have to be everything to everyone movies and properties like you can be something to just a small Subset of the population. Sure. What I'm going to like and what you're going to like are going to be two different things. And that's okay. Sure. The Witcher can't be in everything. No. Though Joey Beatty could be in more things. That's true. But it it, it does always come back around to people have to be choosier about the things that they spend their money on. Yes. Because, it, 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 like... Every, like business, the studios or businesses in any industry are always going to march toward the thing that people are spending their money on. And now we've seen in it, like we were talking earlier about like how you know Nikkei is interesting because they get nonstop feedback and like their income, like their sales probably like drop off a cliff anytime they do something that is not popular with the players and they have to autocorrect very quick. But that's but, interesting to see that you, you can kind of see that in real time with that. With right. other stuff like, for example, The Witcher where you're only getting a season every two fucking years. Yeah. Course correcting takes a lot well, like, longer to do. But my course correcting takes longer to do but the my other point to that is it's a lot easier to not real or to not understand that you did screw up and to the extent that you screwed up or what you know what about you what you did screwed up and the reason that is so hard is because people 
will say one thing about it online on Facebook or Twitter or TikTok and then they'll go and do the complete opposite with their money. So it's re- it can be really hard to know as you know as a business, you know, if you're if you're in the C-suite and you don't really give a shit about the product at all. Well, you just care that it's making money. Right. Like you're just a business person. You're just trying to read the market. It, you know, what we've trained businesses to do is to ignore what we say online because it doesn't mean anything. Right. You know, our voices, the only thing that really like, so they're going to, they're going to go towards these things. And, uh, you know, when we see occasional, like, I would say not even occasionally. It seems reasonably frequent now where they have these big swings and misses on things. And you're like, how could that have happened? To me, it doesn't, it's not that surprising um, that that it does. Um, To that point, I do think it makes a lot, I do think, I've thought about this a lot. I don't like businesses where the people at the top don't care about the product or not fans of the product because then they have no sense of why you know they they, they're not part of that community in any way shape or form so they can't they can't look at a piece of data and like be suspicious of it you know if somebody comes up to phil spencer because we know Phil games. Yeah. He he is in the universe. He's plugged in. Right? Yeah. And certainly Phil's not perfect. Um, Xbox has had misses. But he seems to be the kind of guy who like... When, when he... It, when I hear him speak, it seems like... He has an ability to be able to hear what the community is telling him. And understand, one, when they mean it. And two, what they're really trying to say versus, you know, if you're a business person who's just, I'm business. The guy in charge of uh, 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 Discovery. What's his name? Oh, that jackass. That kind of. Zazler or something. That's the vibe I get off him. Yeah. It's just like, you're just going off numbers. You're not, you don't really understand the people under you. We've made this whole movie. We're just going to tax right off it. You know. They and did that again. Yeah. Well, the, did, did they or who who did it? There was this some Cena movie. It was a, a, a Wiley Coyote Roadrunner movie. Yeah. John Cena did a voice in it. And yeah, they were like, oh, we're going to. Oh, they, they. At first. Yes. They were like, well, we're going to. We're not going to release it. It's going to be a tax write off. And then apparently creators started being like, why would I come and take a meeting with you? Yeah. I'm going to make something and you're just going to shelve it and it's never gets, I'm going to waste years of my life and no one's ever going to see it. Fuck that. And then um, uh, there was quite a bit of pushback. So then they started, oh, we're going to take some meetings, see if we could sell it to like Netflix or whatever. And then a senator was like, what, what the fuck are you doing over here? You're gonna keep what's this tax write-off nonsense? Yeah. So the government might start looking into start looking into it now. So you know, you know what's amazing, and, and now that I think about it, 
How long ago was that Batwoman movie shelved? About a year, maybe. It's actually incredible that that never got leaked. I agree. Because you know there's people who... It's sit, It's a file sitting on a server somewhere. It's incredible people like... Because I'm sure a good amount of people probably have access. I disagree. I think there's probably very few people who have access to it. And if it leaked, they would know exactly who leaked it. Well, and it wasn't know. just that Batgirl movie. There was apparently a Scooby-Doo thing as well. Really? A movie that got... Mm-hmm. They were going to well, do this. They did the same thing. See... With. That I could understand. Any of the Scooby-Doo stuff that's been made in like the last 30 years probably should have not been released. But I don't know. But the whole point is me as an artist, as a director, I'm not going to go to you with my vision or whatever. Like, Because what's to stop you from doing that to my movie? Well, and, cause it, and, and, and this is an interesting point because you could, you could argue, well... As long as they get paid, who the fuck cares? But those people rely on their their name, yeah. making it to the credits and being on IMDb. You know, that's their resume. Mm-hmm. They need that, right? You know. So, so if you're just, just gonna shelve it and it's not gonna get to be seen, I'm not gonna work with you. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've kind of about faced on that because from what I've heard, it did really well in screenings. It was testing in like the '90s. Yeah. So it was like. Because the line with the Batgirl movie was, well, it's dog shit. We can't, we can't release this. Which in and of itself was like, is it really as bad as those other DC movies? I don't buy that for a second. I don't. Well, that was another thing. You were talking about Phil Spencer. And I remember he was saying in some interview after Redfall came out, which if you remember, bombed horrendously. Yes. Um how when they were testing it internally people thought it was going to be like a seven seven and a half like it would be reviewed around there and of course that's the new standard for video games so they released it and then it came out and the reaction was like extremely negative to the game and but again like you're talking about where you know phil in theory like is playing games and should be able to tell the difference between like great good average bad whatever um i wonder like is that he's getting the feedback internally oh it's testing okay and the game comes out and it bombs is that a is that an internal issue like who's who's playing these games who's writing well, the in these these mock reviews red redfall is really interesting because um that whatever that internal process was completely failed and this is one where i would love love to have access to like anything on debriefing on what happened there because and and we're never going to get it um the um the best we can hope for is like 20 years down the line it gets released phil spencer writes a book or todd howard writes a book or something exactly it's the what what fucking happened on behind the scenes of the witcher you're gonna hear about that on a podcast in like 10 15 oh it's it's wild to think about you know 20 30 years from now when people are like 70 80 years old and they're like (laughs) fuck it i don't give a fuck anymore All the things that are going to start coming out about, you know, video games or movies or TV shows or whatever that are around like now. Yeah. 
I'm looking forward to it. And the creation of those things and, you know, the feedback around them and whatever. It's going to be very interesting, but we're going to have to wait so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a thing about... We'll be in the apocalypse. Yeah, probably. But that, yeah, Redfall, like who, like where, where was the disconnect? Like who really thought this game worked? Um, and, and, and what was it, like, cause there's, there's a kind of a couple of possibilities. It's like, cause there could be, there could be a, a technical problem of like where the process of doing the mock reviews it wasn't uh at, you know technically f- sufficient um and that caused the problem it could be something more nefarious it could be somebody like people who were in that process knew the game was shit and didn't want to say so because they were afraid of losing their jobs that's a possibility i think that's probably it's it's maybe not afraid of losing their jobs but maybe we don't want to trash our colleagues sort of thing. So you well, say like, oh, else it's... seems to be kind of into it. And it's like, well, this is kind of bad. I do think, think. Yeah. I yeah. do think there's a group think going on with like video game reviews over the past. I've noticed this over the past, like three, four years, especially maybe even longer. You get a lot of reviews that read real similar, but there's not a lot of detail and it's almost like, okay, I think you played it, but I think you also went and talked to your colleagues about it, and then you all kind of, you melded your 10 opinions into one, and then you all went and read this, you all went and wrote the same fucking review, you know? Like, I think there's something weird going on with video game reviews where, like, you almost get the best, you you almost get the best feedback from just going and reading Reddit rather than going and reading a review, which is kind of scary. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. I was going to say I'm not super surprised by that because all that other stuff is bought and paid for. I'd rather yeah. get an unvarnished opinion from, you know, a, a forum user yeah. that I've been following for a while. Sure, and but know. reviews, I think there used to be at least some value in reviews outside of just their score. I think there used to be too, but now uh, they so focus on the score. Sure. But it's also, it's, it's a money making thing. It's a way we can make money. It's bought and paid for. Yeah. That's part of it for sure. I've, I've always said, I think there should be more of an effort made to have like, if you're IGN and they should have the money to do this, well that, but something like an IGN should have the money to say, we're going to hire people who are fans of a genre maybe and have them always review that genre so they have like points of comparison and you're not just like taking someone who likes rpgs and you're like go review call of duty but they don't like call of duty so it's like what are they gonna what are they gonna take away the the problem with that is that you're hiring people and we can't have that that cuts into our process we can't do that no maybe i'd like to Maybe, Maybe we you, can get different AI bots. Yeah, to when you have the AI write the, the reviews, can we just feed them Call of Duty then there and just go. have them be, have that be the Call of Duty bot? Yeah, <laughs> this is our first person shooter bot. There. I mean, there's just so many. There's uh, the the problem with games journalism is just so at its core, it's broken. I yeah. mean, it's, it's a PR wing for the uh, for the 
the developers. That's all it is for the yeah. publishers. That's and, all. It and is. I think there is almost something more honest about the Twitch or the YouTube streamers, let's say, where they get paid to play a game. And the dead giveaway on whether or not they actually like said game is if they keep playing it after they're not being paid anymore, mm-hmm. you know, because they'll be played to pay it for, say, five hours on for three days or something. Right. And they'll kind of have to be careful about what they say, yada, yada. But then a week later, are they still playing the game? Two weeks later, are they still playing the game? Because now that tells you, oh, they actually like the game, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's almost a little bit of more, uh, a little bit more honesty there in that process. Cause it's like, Hey, we're being paid to play it, but then see how we feel about it when we're not being paid anymore. Well, and I think one of the things you should also do when following any kind of review is you really do need to find somebody who kind of has your same sensibilities mm-hmm. and be like, okay, you like sci-fi fantasy books. You kind of like them with this kind of bent. I'm going to... Okay, the ones that you have suggested in the past I've really enjoyed. Okay, when you recommend something, I'm going to give it a try. Well, that's like... I I discovered a long time ago that um, Yahtzee... Uh, what's his... Zero Bang Crawshaw of Zero Punctuation. Is he still kicking around? He is. Good for um, him. Uh, well, I think everyone just left that website. The yeah, escapist. they did. But he's still making... He's still making his videos, but oh, the escapist! Um, you know, I learned a long time ago that he and I have very similar tastes in games. In the games that he likes, I liked, and the games he didn't like, I was yep, I'm on board. So, like, I found I was able to find a reviewer where you know it made it, it made sense for me to listen to their feedback. Um, well, the bookstore that I go to. Uh, the local bookstore here. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, a, a person who works there who, or recommendations. I'm usually like, okay, yeah, that's pretty spot on. They really haven't steered me wrong. So it's like, all right, when I see the little tag under a book that says, well, so this is this is that's actually a really interesting point because I was th- talking to um, a runner friend uh, yesterday about something kind of related and. In the point in in the situation of the bookstore, right? It is in the bookstore's best interest that you think their recommendations are good, right? Because they're trying to sell you books, and they want they want you they want to be confident that if they say I recommend this, that you are going to buy the book from them from them um if they just put their recommendations out as whatever the book companies say this is what you're going to say is the book recommendation and it's shit all the time you're not going to trust their recommendations well this is the nice thing about the independent bookstore mm-hmm. is you do get those kind of unvarnished opinions yeah whereas if you go into a Barnes and Noble it's very kind of clear. It's paid for. This is paid for. You know, this is this is the display from Harper Collins, right. and it's um, so it, it it comes. It's one of those like personal responsibility things where you have to, you know, if you're if you're gonna look for reviews or anything that is games journalism, like you got to ask yourself. Um, does 
the you know what are the motivations here what are the motivations does the person writing this review really have a vested like is there a vested interest in them giving an honest review to me and the the truth is for the vast majority of what's out there is that they don't their motivation is to keep the game companies happy because that's their well if they don't have access because all they have is advertising money Mm -hmm. because you as a consumer don't want to spend any money on a subscription to ign or a newspaper even like so if you're not paying for something, they don't have an interest in you and keeping you happy. They're going to try and keep the people happy who are paying them. And in the, the instance of the bookstore, you're the person paying. You're the customer. Mm-hmm. You know, even even Barnes & Noble, like, obviously they're getting lots of money from the publishers to, to put up displays and stuff. But... If you don't buy the book, you're still a customer. We are not customers of IGN. No. Their customers are advertisers. And that's... Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, so that's... That's what you got to do as a consumer. You have to you have to suss that out. And the games industry is so fucked because there is very, very little independent journalism that you can trust well in the independent journalism it's always going to be a little delayed because they don't get the games or release copies because they're being honest in their reviews mm-hmm. and not bootlicking yeah um i'm not the biggest fan of the gym position but at least that's one you can trust that's an honest opinion they're giving you their honest opinion, which I've always appreciated. Of course, they generally tend to hate all video games, as far as I can tell. <laughs> but I, I think you know, it's been a minute since I've watched, but it was because I think they gave, was it the big joke was they gave Breath of the Wild a seven? Yeah. Whereas everyone else is like falling all over their mm-hmm. themselves to give yeah. it like a 10 out of 10. And it's like, it's fine that they gave it a seven. See, in their opinion, it was a seven. My seven is still good. It's so good, right? I mean, my 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 critique of that channel is that there's never a call to action to the consumer to not buy stuff that's junk. Sure, it's always just trashing on the game companies. Uh, every now and again, not it's usually what you say. And again, it's been a while since I've watched, but sometimes I cannot think of one time. There's been a call to action to not buy stuff. I'm not saying there hasn't been, but I it's been can't a while since I've watched, so I'm, I'm having a hard time picking out something. But specific, anyway, but yeah, yeah, we don't need the no, 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 dump no. on it. Hey, let's talk about something, mm-hmm. Bob. We're shining a spotlight mm-hmm. right on you. You're okay. at the interrogation table, okay? Okay. Erica's concerned. Okay. Because. All of a sudden, there's been an offer put out there to maybe buy a fridge. Mm-hmm. But she's worried that if she buys a fridge, she's going to have to give up something. And she would like to know what that thing would be. I'm just more curious as to what's what's coming. What's coming? I feel like there's did a you, request did you, did you kill someone? Is there another family? No. What happened? 
Bob's smart. Bob would never do that. Bob's not a piece well, of shit. For a fridge. <laughs> for a fridge. <laughs> for twenty five hundred dollars. A fridge in a in a in a double oven. A fridge in a double oven, Erica. And a double oven. I guess I could forgive anything for a double oven. Some cabinets. <laughs> no, see what was funny about it was there's been talk of a treadmill. Bob would like a treadmill for very practical oh, reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I understand it. Um, so this morning over breakfast, there was some talk of, oh, yeah, maybe we can do that. Like, I, I opened the door. Mm-hmm. Just, just a smidge. You just jumped right in that crack. <laughs> and Bob Kool-Aid man <laughs> right through the door. <laughs> he saw his opening. <laughs> and for whatever reason, oh, no, no, I know what the fridge was. So yesterday he's out with uh, some of his running friends. You know, commi- you're talking, you're commiserating, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh. My crazy wife, my, she my, wants my wife. a fridge. And this is the reason she wants a fridge. The sure. temperature never stays consistent in the fucking fridge. <laughs> hey, the fridge doesn't cool things. The fridge doesn't It doesn't work. exactly do the fridge job. And the freezer is a little wonky as well. So he tells this to them and they go, he's expecting them to be like, yeah, you can live with that. And they're both like. No, man, you got to get a new fucking fridge, which I found. Threw me under the bus. Outstanding. <laughs> hey, since since the fridge seems like it's on the way out, can we criticize the fridge for a second? I don't understand the point of the bottom drawer that doesn't stay open. I don't like that when you pull it and it immediately closes back on you. Yeah. That makes me crazy. Can't there be like a two second delay on that? Right. It's like, I just pulled you open. I do want to get something out of you. <laughs> Before my hand gets crushed. Could you maybe stay open for five seconds? And, and I, I don't swear, like the ice down there. It's I annoying that it's not on the when door. When you guys first moved in, it stayed open. I thought so too. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. No clue. So anyway, so the fridge is on its way. We are approaching Black Friday. There's some Ooh, solid deals out that's there. That's true. Well, now it's like Black Month. It seems like right. there's just Black yes. Friday deals all the time. Yes, we've got like yeah that that creep has happened where it's not just the day. Now it's yeah. like yeah November it's like the year Black Year. Oh, I'll tell you like because I was out today, um, and it Looking was at all the Christmas decorations. Yes, of course. Um, but it was nice, like, to walk into the store and, okay, they've got, like, Black Friday stuff out, but the store isn't, like, a fucking zoo. That's true. But yeah. I think that's also because, I mean, Friday will, next Friday will probably be a disaster at stores, right? Yeah. But so much of the stuff is also moved online. Right. But, but it all, you know, think Like, about the it. vast majority of our Christmas shopping will be done online. Yeah, well, we got a lot of stuff to ship, too, but... Not a lot. We have a few things to ship. But, um, (laughs) but, you know, I just think about it, like, because, yeah, if I wait till Friday, maybe I could get, like, that extra 5% off. But you know what? If I can go to the store this weekend, a couple times this week, and I end up paying 5% more, but I didn't have to go through chaos... Yeah, it's worth it, you know, and I, and it, that'll move that, you know, for someone like me, that'll move a lot more merchandise than the nothing I'm going to buy on Friday because I don't want to, you know, deal with the chaos. The only like I I used to go out on Black Friday just to people watch. And that was 
fun, but you know, I've okay, I've done it. I my know. only kind of I went once because my grandmother used to go out and do the majority of her Christmas shopping on Black Friday with my aunt. Mm-hmm. And for one whatever reason, one year my aunt wasn't going to be around, so I was like, oh fuck, a grandma doesn't and grandma don't drive, so I was like, I'll spend the night on Thanksgiving and I'll I'll take you where you need to go the next day. Sure. And she didn't go out super early. I think she ended up going out around seven, so it was not the chaos it could have been. And then, though I did see, uh, I used to work at a Panera next to a Circuit City and a Walmart. And there was one, like, usually I would just say, I'll actually work whatever time we're open on Thanksgiving because, like, we don't do stuff until later anyway. So, yeah, I'll work in the morning. I don't give a fuck. So then I didn't have to work on Friday. But one year I did work on Friday and we opened early so that we could kind of accommodate the maniacs waiting sure. in line for whatever. Um, and that was a little bit of like insanity. But yeah, I was never. Yeah, I just don't see the uh, I don't know if I've ever even like been out shopping on a Black Friday that I can recall. Certainly at any time recently. We'll go out I just like I just it's like I don't know. I wouldn't want to be in like the mass of humanity tripping all over each other well, for the that. hundred dollar shitty TV. I don't need people like I don't need to be in the middle of that. I can't handle that anymore if I ever could. Mm-hmm. We've gone out like in the later afternoon. Like sometimes we'll go and we'll check out like Best Buy and see like what 4Ks do they have for, like, five bucks? And maybe we yeah. could pick up, like, Gladiator we did one year. I think we got Goodfellas. Just some of the stuff that we're, like, we want on physical media. Right. Like, let's pick that up, and if we can get it for crazy cheap, let's go. Well, and you better enjoy Blu-rays before they get completely eliminated from store shelves. I had that on my list for today. Are they? Are we done with Blu-rays? Who said they're getting rid of them? Best Was Buy. It Best Buy... Didn't Walmart say they were getting rid of something, too? I don't know. I didn't hear about Walmart. So no more Blu-rays? Will they have 4K, or are they getting rid of, like... Outski. I I think you're probably just going to only be able to buy them online. That's crazy. But, I mean, here's the thing. If you went to, like... I've gone to Target before looking for 4K Blu-rays... And there was a short while they had a like they, they had a stand for them, mm-hmm. and slowly but surely over time, it's gone. It's just whittled down, and now it's like this very tiny rack back by the books, and there's almost nothing on it. And I mean, that's a, just another one of those things where the market just is saying we're not buying these, so. which is well, crazy because I'm just physical media guys, like. It's going away. And, and it's, I mean, we talked about the, the you know, uh, buying like physical games on a recent podcast. And it's the same. I just think people enjoy the ease of use of just turning on their Xbox or PlayStation or whatever. And you just click on the game right and there. it loads and you don't have to put the disc in. Oh, I want to play another game. I got to switch the fucking disc. I think the last game I owned on disc was diablo 3 for like the xbox one I'm gonna say, that's a minute ago yeah yeah like i ever since then because my friend and i have like our accounts on each other's systems so we can game share and that's one of the best things about xbox or playstation now is you can just share an account with someone basically and es- essentially split games when you buy them mm-hmm. and that's awesome and that's the whole reason it's like even if a game is sixty dollars 
Well, it's technically 30 and 30. Right. So I just don't I just don't have the reason to buy stuff on disc and it's just way easier to have it digitally. Now, could Microsoft come along and nuke my account from Orbit? Sure. But that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> so I'll just keep hoping it doesn't happen. You know? It's like that's the reason if anyone ever sends me like an assholeish message after a game of Overwatch or something, I always respond in the most over the top nice way just to piss them off and don't swear or anything because that's the type of stuff their automated moderation will pick up. Thank on. you. Good game. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Great game. I really had a lot of fun. But yeah, your physical media out yeah i mean as long as they sell them we'll buy i mean like certain stuff and see what sucks what actually sucks about that is unlike games where like you download the whole game and you're getting the full fidelity version of that game Mm -hmm. with a movie when you tend to buy a movie digitally you tend to get the low bit rate compressed version of that movie and so that's that's the part that sucks about it you're not there's if you don't you're either going to have to buy it physically and hope that someone online will still sell physical blu-rays as it starts to get phased out more and more or we're going to have to go back to everyone's best friend piracy to find the full fidelity version of things well and this is the thing i've always said i the things that i like i am willing to spend money on i want to give you money if you give me a way to buy it yep i will buy it if you do not give me a way to buy it, I'm I going to I'm it. going to find a way to get it. <laughs> yeah, and that's just the way it's gonna be. It's just annoying to me because I remember going to like the video store, like a Blockbuster or an Ultra Video or Family Video, and just think of how much like you randomly picked up. You know, like it, maybe some shit ass movie you've never heard of, and maybe it was terrible, but it's just that was still something that somebody created. And so much of that is just gone. Well, and that's the, the other thing now about, yeah, you, your blockbusters or whatever being eliminated is there's maybe games that I, if I just saw it in a blockbuster, maybe there was something I would rent to try it out. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to take a hope and a prayer on a $70 video game. No. You know, I've got to know I'm going to like it. Right. And if there's not a demo... Well, you're in trouble, you know. Um, now, Bob did try to get you distracted, Erica. What was what, what was Bob's like? How's he going to get this treadmill? What's going to happen? Well, what I said was if you want to do it for like Christmas and your birthday, I'm, oh. I'm cool with that because mm-hmm. I'm planning on going back to uh, uh, get a uh, uh, baking certification. Okay. So I'm going to be taking some classes at night. Oh, yeah, I teach that class. So, fuck off. So he's not going to be able to go on, unless it's like super late at night, whenever I get home. We want the option for him to be able to run Sure. if I'm not home. Okay. Because he can't leave the baby. Well. Because he's a responsible adult. He could. He could, but he won't. <laughs> I I have twice done something absurd, which is... I have now 
we haven't been u- we haven't used the the baby camera in a, in a long time because we really just don't need it anymore. But when we were still using, okay, it, say the real reason why, say the real reason why. Okay, because I just don't want to wire it back up. There you go. Um, and because we don't need it, if we needed it, he, I would he, wire it back he up. Doesn't want to wire it back up. I'd wire it back up if we needed it. We don't need it. Um, so w- while it was up, I. So I, what I did is I put the monitor on the table and then I got my fire tablet and I made a call from the fire tablet to my phone mm-hmm. and I, the fire tablet was pointed at the monitor so it could hear. And then I went out front and I did loops around the driveways. Just these three driveways, like, right in front of the house. So it was never more than, like, 75 feet from the door. And I and then I kept that in my headphone to do, like, a mile. <laughs> um... Yeah. I got nothing to say. <laughs> you ever wish injury on someone? Or? You know, Alex, there's times when I remember when I lived alone. Before a person came down the stairs hobbling and they had to explain why their knee exploded in the bathroom. <sighs> so part of it is so that Bob is not like looking like he has something... Something's gone horribly wrong, and he's shambling around the neighborhood like a maniac. Now yeah. he can just do it on a treadmill. Running circles. If I looked out my window and I saw someone just running circles in front of my driveway. At like 11 o'clock at night. I would assume something bad is about to happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> Frankly. Yeah. I mean, I would be like, am I about to... Is someone about to break into my home or is someone lost their mind? Do I need to call the nice people in the white well, outfits? Well, well, okay. The mind's long gone, but it only took 50 loops. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, so it's, so it's looking, what you're saying, Erica, is it's looking better for Bob to get his treadmill. I'm just not, there's a certain price point that I'm not willing to go over. You should have got that one. Wasn't there like an old lady trying to offload one on Craigslist or something? You should have gone and looked at that when it was like, it was like 300 bucks or something oh, for it some was, nice treadmill. It ended up being, um, it it was clearly something shady. Oh. Yeah. Because um, it was so cheap. And like, it does happen like that, like a, a stupid, like a, and a decent treadmill will show up on like Craigslist or marketplace. I imagine it gets gobbled up fairly quickly though. The, the, you get, you'd be surprised. Treadmills can be hard to sell because mm. they're heavy. Mm. Um, and a lot of times you like, you can't, you can't really know how beat up it is. True. And when you buy it, you lose warranty and everything that goes with it. So in general, like, when you go to sell a treadmill, you're going to take a bath on it. So you, it, it's, you can get good deals on them, but it's few and far between. Yeah. 
So so you're thinking the treadmill is like a trade for the fridge or is there no, something else going? No, that's the way going? he's looking at it. There's no. you think there's something else going on? No. Cuz we only just like su- and I don't smile. know if it's There's li- a little smile right I know, there. that's why that I'm smile? like it's literally No. Right. Super convincing. <laughs> I think it's just because it wasn't just me bitching about the fridge. He had these two people, men, may I say, oh. who were suddenly like, yeah, your fridge is broken. Now, suddenly. Now it's okay. I did have this experience with someone in the past where their wife was telling them to quit their job. They never quit their job. But when I said you should quit your job, they quit their job the next day. Mm, yeah. It's just interesting how that happens. It is interesting how that happens. You're right. That's true. The great framing, though, that he always tries to do with this stuff is how he's like, like, when we got the, the, the patio furniture, he acts like that's a thing for me. Like, oh, you want this. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, your ass is going to be sitting on that shit, too. This is a thing for the family. See? Oh. But I'm willing to continue to use existing thing. You mean the broken <laughs> fridge? <laughs> the fridge that's broken? No, he was acting like, oh no, no, that's a that's a that's an Erica. You use the fridge all the time. I don't use the fridge that much. It's something I think you said this morning. That is not what I said. <laughs> well, Erica, you've got like the few things in the front that Bob uses in the fridge, and everything in the back is gone. That's all for you because he doesn't even know it's there. So hold on, exists, hold on. Which is also something we talked about. Do this you morning. do you want to know what convinced me? About the refrigerator. I'm genuinely curious, yes. We would love to know. Because when the guys are talking about it. The guys. The men. The The authorities. What What do I know? I am but a hysterical female. (laughs) What What they pointed out to me that I had not thought of and was not raised was... um. Buying an appliance once the one you have truly breaks is not a great position to be in. It is a pain in the ass, yes. And I was like, you know what? That is a good point. It's interesting, Erica. Now point that from a man. It, <laughs> now that I think about it, Erica... I did pick out both the TVs in your home. I'm a man. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Funny that. Huh. So we're going to app this week? I believe we did get the dishwasher you wanted. I listened to you on the dishwasher. Because <laughs> the dishwasher was broken. <laughs> yeah, fucker, but I, wa- I wanted the KitchenAid. Busted. I wanted the KitchenAid dishwasher. And then, Great. And then big, we got the one that was a little cheaper. And then you made a big deal about the brand and you can't even see the logo. Yeah, but I know. And that's all that fucking matters. Because again, I am but a hysterical female. Oh, but the, now the fridge is going to have to match too. So what, the fridge has to be a GE? Yeah. GE profile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not if, just GE. What, GE profile. Yeah, I want the nice fucking fridge. I don't want a shit house fridge. At least but it now doesn't you're... have to be GE Cafe. But but I wait. really like the way the cafes look. But yeah. wait, now the new you... ones they got like the weird handles. I don't like that. But what if they get rid of GE profile in the future? Well, we'll have to buy all new appliances then. <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. Obviously. Gonna definitely need to get the hentai career going. <laughs> 
<laughs> Bob's like, please, God, let GE Profile go on forever. I, I don't think GE's going anywhere. But Profile. I don't think that's going anywhere either. What if they change their branding? They know there's people out there like you who want everything to match. Indeed. It's, they've got you by the I short mean, hairs. isn't the they the the current refrigerators cafe, isn't it? No, the fridge is a profile. The fridge okay. Is that it's the stove. The stove is cafe. And the I believe the oh, microwave is a cafe. So cafe. those two have to go as well. Once they ultimately I wouldn't die. mind if the microwave went. Do you not like the microwave? I hate that spinning dial. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but I've gotten used to it. And I've gotten used to it. I don't like that the the, the wrap on the handle has come off for it being a like, cafe is supposed to be like the top tier the fact that that's happening to the the handle is infuriating yes and i don't know that how to fix that might be able to get a replacement handle maybe mm-hmm. the other shitty thing is it's like how do you replace that like how do you take out that microwave oh that's not that hard no no oh okay well, I remember when we put the new microwave in at the old house, once we had the tile up and everything, it was like, well, this fucker's got to stay here forever because we're not going to be able to get it out. Well, that that was because the way we built it into the wall, um, it was... <laughs> it was very much like, this is just here now. Yeah, no. I, Hope it never breaks. If, if, you, if you need to take that microwave down, because you can't... You can't because what what happens it's kind of it has a rail in the back and then screws up top that hold it. So the deal is um, you you should be able to just drop it down mm-hmm. when you unscrew it. You can't. you can't because it needs to come forward a little bit and you can't. And in that kitchen, you can't. The the tiles in the way. Yeah. So what you would have to do is take the other cabinet down and then take it and out but that shouldn't have to happen for a very long time because that was a brand new microwave that's also not our problem anymore nope. so nope just nope. like the house that will definitely flood again one day mm. um but yeah you you should go to apton take a gander it's just so suspicious alex something's going on it's just so suspicious what does he want <laughs> You know he's going to tell me. He's going to tell me at some point. Because it was the lighting? <laughs> no, because I'm a man. No, 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 no. But he's like, oh, no, go. I'm surprised you haven't done the lighting yet. That's like, I'm surprised that you didn't do this yet. So I'm just kind of like. The lighting, the fridge. Like, wait, you're letting me do stuff. Like All of a sudden what? he's suggesting like a bunch of things happen. Right. I thought you picked out very nice chandeliers. I did. There must be something. I mean, and what? I went to the outlet. Those could have been a lot more expensive. <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for the Midwest angle. Ooh, I saved a lot of fucking money on those, Alex. Okay. it's we Okay, so it's definitely something running related, right? Well, it's all running related. But so what's that's, it going to be? Like, surprising. where does he want to go? Is it the Tokyo thing again? Maybe it's that again. Mm, it's, what was know. it? The Tokyo Marathon? Right. I haven't heard anything. I don't know if that's that. Okay. It might be. No, because he's pretty solidified in, like, Bandera. Like, that's the next one. And I don't think he was going to do that if he ended up going. If he that ended up happening. Hmm. Plane I'll tickets do. have been bought for Bandera. Correct? Correct? I'll do some research later. Yeah, do some digging for me. Hey. Why is it just so hard to believe? Because you don't do this normally. 
You, this is not a thing that you do. Oh my god, he's sick. Get, There's something wrong. <laughs> to get you to like to like even going to like look at the patio furniture was like pulling fucking teeth. Was it though? Yes. <laughs> Bob, yes, are, it was. Bob, are you dying? He didn't, so look, just, he didn't look at me Perry when he answered like, that question. Did you catch that? Like, who are you? What's happening here? Hey, big news. Get to the bottom of this. Big news. <laughs> After I, believe, I get my new fridge. <laughs> I believe Erica and I have come to an agreement. Ah. Christmas Eve chocolate chip cookie competition. Erica's demise is yeah, near. Yeah, keep, keep telling yourself that. I'm going for a clean sweep on the judges. Mm. Bring them all, yeah. as many as you yeah, can. Yeah, we'll see. I've got a question for you. So we have to, but before we move on, we do have to find a way to bring them in that's like fairly yeah. innocuous. Same, same plate, yeah. like, like different, sorry, they'll be on different plates, but same plate, same presentation. No one but me and you yes. sees the cookies. Yes, I agree. They have to be covered in like foil so no one sees them. And the plate has to be covered yeah. in foil. We, yeah. p- we then bring them in. Set them down, yes. And just say, take one of each, tell us which one you prefer. Yes. We have to do it as fairly as possible. Yes, I agree. He has to abstain though, Yes. Well, does he know your recipe by heart? I feel like he would know. Is he going to know it? Well, maybe we'll use him as a potential tiebreaker where we'll give you the win if that somehow happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, Bob was going to say something. Did we interrupt you? I I was going to ask, uh, Alex, what what do you think are, what do you think are the important features of a treadmill? So are you stangling to get the more expensive treadmill? Is that what this is? I mean, important features. I don't know. Um, or is it really just that somebody else said, "Yeah, your fridge is broken." <laughs> is that what it is? It's vexing, Alex. I'm vexed. You know, she she gave me a suspicious look because I opened the door to let her out of the car too. <laughs> Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Treadmill. <laughs> oh, that's what that was. You're being He's... awfully nice, Bob. There's something going on. What did he do? Man, what did Bob do? <laughs> Are you getting another RE, big REI dividend? Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. We're bringing that up again? Last time I brought that up, I actually kind of felt bad. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I was like, ooh, I shouldn't have brought that up. That's a sore spot. Though, did you end up getting your watch through them or no? I did. You did? Okay. Yeah. So you may get a decent one anyway. Not like Didn't the other I have one. a gift card? Did you? I thought I had a gift card. Maybe for part of it. Yeah. You had it for all of it. Yeah, but... so I'll only get dividend for... Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But what, what do you think are the important aspects of, uh, of as a layman? What, what uh, would you look for? Speed, in elevation, maybe like some as sort a of layman. May, yeah, maybe <laughs> some sort of. Uh, well, to be fair, Erica, this layman did end up suggesting the pair of shoes that got Bob through his ultra. Mm. Remember that? No. How could you forget this? I, <laughs> it's running related. 
<laughs> See, Bob, at least one of us cares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that not what happened? I did, you know, your shoes. You're welcome. Bob wasn't even considering the Brooks uh, glycerin 20s. Mm. But then I was like, ooh, these are pretty great, Bob. They'd be great for an ultra marathon. I'm sure your feet wouldn't feel bad in them. I'm pretty sure you said those exact words. And, yeah, and you then know, you used them, and you ran like 90 miles in them. So you're welcome. You're welcome. Anyway, I only take, I give myself, I'll take 5% credit. <laughs> he did all the work, but someone had to be br- the brains behind the operation. Indeed, mm-hmm. indeed. Um, what were we even talking about? What are, oh, yeah. yeah. Speed, elevation, control, uh, maybe some sort of program, you know, where the elevation kind of goes up and down and the speed changes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about all that for you because that's not really... Does that really happen much in ultra marathons where, like, you're running up hills or shit? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you're going that far. You're bound to come across a hill at some point. Oh, I'm not talking about... Okay, I meant, like, a steep hill, but... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I just know which shoes to recommend. Uh, so, what, do, what else for you? What's important? Do you need to, like, connect to your fucking Wi-Fi for some reason? Well, so, um, well, the, the most important parts, horsepower, um, belt quality, deck size, um, uh, the, the tilt angle, you know, whether, you know, how high it goes and some decks go down, um, a little bit, uh, and I mean, those are, you know, those are the, the quality, you know, as far as just the pure running things, um, there's the, like you said, programmability. Like if you're going to do a complicated workout, it's nice to be able to just program it in and it does it for you. Um, having a nice, uh, a, uh, a lot of cup holders, um, for, you know, water bottles. Sure. And you need like a minimum of two. Yeah. And spot for your candy. Um, sure. An entertainment option, either built in or like easily set up. Right. Uh, that's important. Okay. So. So now, I'm sure you've been researching this for at least a year. <laughs> what are like the price ranges? So this is what's interesting: is the price ranges on treadmills are like the range is gigantic. Because you can get a treadmill for $500, but you can't run on a treadmill that costs $500. <laughs> you can walk on one, okay, but you can't run on one. Um, now, if you're a skinny motherfucker, you could get a treadmill about $1,000 that you could run on. But even then, you probably don't want to run on it for very, for you know, too much. Okay. Uh, the Through everything I've gone through, you got to spend about right about 1500 is when you start getting into the range of treadmills that can actually take some abuse um, and have enough horsepower to, to, to handle it. And then after that is when you start building in like more features and what have you. And um, 
and so the range goes up to like most of like the the high like consumer grade uh treadmills are cost between like three grand and four grand okay and then once you start getting into the, the commercial stuff um or for really insane people like now you're moving as high as like 10 12 grand so it's it's really big range now what's like the type of stuff you run into in like a health club what level are we talking about i want to say like most of that stuff's like in the range of six grand okay yeah so so that would be like nicer than something you would buy for your home i guess um nicer in, in a very particular way because they nicer in that they're going to be a little bit more durable more durable yeah because they're going to get used constantly um but you know they might not have some of like the some like personalization options stuff like that did you win the lottery wish because we were going, we were going like treadmill fridge. If I won the lottery, I'd just go buy it, and mm. I'd be like, "But hey. isn't part of the fun convincing Erica?" Even if we had like a hajillion dollars, you still got to come ask me about the big purchases. Thank you. Well, doesn't it doesn't like a hajillion dollars change what a big purchase is though? No. Rules still apply. <laughs> we could have a hundred million dollars in the bank, but if it's above five hundred, isn't that the rule? No, is it's it? 200. 200. 200. I thought it was. I thought it was like three at one point. Did the number change? I think some people might have thought that was the case, but no. Oh, <laughs> I see. Always been two. <laughs> the best was the drunken confession of the snowboard. That was hysterical. How much was the snowboard? You know, I don't know that he ever actually told me. Oh, well, we're here now. I mean, it was already purchased and it had already been used. So it was like, all right. That's ship But he named it after a Steven Universe character. So that made it okay. Oh, he was trying to win you the brownie points. Yeah, that's smart. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) We were coming over like a Christmas party or something. I have to tell you something. I bought a snowboard. It was above 200. <laughs> okay, it was above 1,000. How much was that snowboard, Bob? I don't remember. Mm, <laughs> Not by that suspect. for a second. I feel like he knows the per- the price of oh, thousand percent. Yeah. That's really not a good sign that he doesn't remember. He claims to not remember that is. That's, That's not right. a good sign. That's all right. I mean, that ship sailed. It's it's, well it's years ago. If now, it was going to make you homeless, I think it would have happened yes. by now. Yes, I think we're doing all right. Look at him. <laughs> Just look at him. What a ridiculous man. <sighs> this is the best of your husband's or your friend's husband's. The best. High quality man. You got anything else? High quality man. High quality Bob. Doesn't just doesn't roll. I know. We gotta we gotta workshop that one. Yeah. Uh, Bob's got notes. Oh, we talked about light fixtures. Um, did you have anything specific you wanted to talk about with the light fixtures? <laughs> it was very clear you could blind a man with them. <laughs> yeah. Did he show you how like? 
Yeah. And I don't know, it's just that was how old and like shitty those old light bulbs were when we first put those new light bulbs in. I was like, my retinas are destroyed. (laughs) I'm not going to be able to see for like a week. Hey, while he looks at the list, where's the treadmill going to live though, Erica? You know where that uh, table is in the back corner that I've been trying to get rid of for like almost as long as the television? Where the tiles are? Yeah. Yeah. Probably back there. Okay. Yeah. It's the perfect spot for If you go back there and you look, though, that table has been moved. So he's already been doing some measuring. Oh, I see. So I anticipate that table will probably be also gone now, despite my having asked to have it moved several thousand times. But now we have glorious purpose in a treadmill. Well, at least you're getting something you want. What? Was that? I'm just trying to figure out why. <laughs> what? <laughs> I had to be the one to put it up on for sale. Because you have the eBay account. I don't have an account. You know how to do all that stuff. You have a Facebook. I have not been on my Facebook in a thousand years, and I'm going to continue that streak. <laughs> it does seem Glorious like... purpose, Alex. <laughs> um... <laughs> Bob, you should just keep going with reasons that Erica could sell things and then her just keep going back to you with the reasons she's not going to, which essentially boils down to I don't want to. But just just see But let's just see how many reasons she could come up with that aren't I don't want to do that. Well, I wanted to put it out at the curb, but he was like, Oh, we could probably get some money for it. So it's like, okay. But when he says we, Erica, he means you. I know he said we and you heard him, but he meant you. Oh, and here we and here we stand at an impasse. But now I I bet you money that that table's gone. Well, if the table is going to even in a tiny way help the treadmill fund, of course it's gonna be out of here. Honestly, I'm shocked it's still there. I did notice it was moved, though. And I got a hearty chuckle out of that. And you take pictures of it. We took pictures a while ago, and I sent them to you a while ago. And yet, there the table remains. You two must have the happiest marriage of like anyone I've ever met. We do all right. Everyone else is like, oh, my wife, what a bitch. You two sit around and you just laugh at each other's inadequacies. Inadequacies. Because what else are you supposed to do? I do genuinely enjoy being around him. That's why I married him. Yeah, you, Which is, you know, what you, you kind of should do instead of just being like, wow, this old fucking bat. I'm going like, <laughs> to attach myself to this for the rest of my life. You two should open why up like a marriage. Why would you do that? You should do like a marriage counseling workshop or something. <laughs> it's, like an, it's like five minutes long. Actually make sure you like each other. <laughs> make sure you have similar life goals. Have a conversation maybe before you decide to get married. You want kids? What? I did put the corkboard up. Yes, thank you for doing that. It was very sweet of you. It didn't take two years to do it. No. 
which I also appreciate. So thank you. Uh, this took me two years to ask. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 corner is perfect for a treadmill. <laughs> perfect, Alex. It's tiled, so when I'm sweating like buckets, which is what I do, um, it gets on the tile and not on the rug. Shouldn't it so, get on the treadmill? I mean, the rug's not going to be around for much. You know. That's oh, what's the rug getting replaced? That's go. Oh, you heard the uh, the 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 Joey plan. Oh, so that's that's going to be wood or fake wood, whatever. At some point. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Plush carpet. We can get you a plush rug. That's what we'll do for you. Nice one, Carson. Nice rug. You have carpet. You, you could be one of those weirdos with carpet in your bathroom. You should do that. <laughs> Who in their right? You've been in those homes, right? Yes, it's like you. That's walk a in, sick. That's a sick fuck. And you're like, what are you doing? What's the thought process here? These have to be the most disgusting carpets. Oh, it's gotta be fine. You get the black mold growing underneath. <laughs> So yeah, it's on tile. There's power over there. Yeah. So you don't have to go crazy with extension. Oh, was that why you moved to make sure there was power back there? No, I knew there was power back there. Now here's the question: Are you going to pos- position the treadmill in such a way where you're looking into the corner, or are you going to position it where you're looking out into the room? No, no, into the corner. Mm, see, I think I'd prefer, I think it would look weird, but out into the room's better because then you could see if anyone's trying to sneak up on you. Well, I could just put a mirror up. That seems over the top. I don't think the mirror is going to get approved. <laughs> just based on that reaction, <laughs> it doesn't put, sound. like a little, like. Like a little bike mirror? Yes. <laughs> put a bike mirror I'll, on. I'll allow a bike mirror. He wants a full body mirror up so he can look at himself while he runs. And that's just not a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> Webcam for my Twitch stream. I mean, if you want to do that and make us some money, then yeah, sure. There's always that OnlyFans out there that maybe someone would be into. Oh, I'm sure there's people out I there. I think there's a gay male audience for Bob. I think so. Oh, thousand percent. Yeah. You get little short shorts on, no mm-hmm. shirt. I've got short shirts. We feel you from the back. Yeah, we'd be doing all right. All right. Well, you know, another potential career opportunity. I need a good alias. Yeah, but diversify hey, your, your income streams. When you start seeing like the Amaranth money, you're like, how does one get it on that? Hey, man. I mean. That's good money if you can get it. She's pulling down like insane amounts of money, isn't oh, she? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's probably got like a hundred million in the bank. I mean, honestly, even if you're just making a tenth of that. like. Oh, I would take a tenth of that. Yeah. I'll take a hundredth of that. Yeah. <laughs> like we could set it so you can't see your face. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. You want to be anonymous? This was discussed when he had the Peloton as well. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. I even bought uh, like a stand for me to put the laptop on. I I went. I, I actually made took steps towards making that happen. I didn't finish but <laughs> Bob Math and then, all over and then again. a bunch of other men didn't get to finish either <laughs> and it's got you know um we we could <laughs> we could <laughs> the he's he's thinking about the future it's right in front of America <laughs> you could mount a TV up in front of it if you wanted to or you could just turn the fucking thing <laughs> 
Or, you know, use your fucking fire tablet. We're not mounting another TV. <laughs> or potentially the built-in screen with Netflix. On a high-end enough one. Crackle. Mm. Or Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Yeah. Yeah, Crunchyroll. Who's crunchy watching roll. Crackle? <laughs> As I said before, I don't think we can uh, stretch the Netflix to another screen. How's that dream of finishing season one of Spy Family going? Quite poor. Quite poor. Quite poor. Oh, have you not finished? No. Oh. No, he still hasn't seen the tennis stuff. Really? Oh, tennis stuff is good. Maybe this week. Like, I really don't. I mean, theory, right? Like, like this will be a good week for TV, and it'll be an even better week for TV <laughs> when there's a treadmill and I can watch while I'm running. Mm. Is that going to be like a winter thing, or just on the nights where Erica goes to my baking classes? <laughs> um, no, it, it it I I mean, if I get a treadmill. I will use it more than just for that isolated use case. Well, and in theory, if we have a treadmill, I'll jump on it every now and again, too. Okay. Um, but there there are things that are a lot easier to do on a treadmill than to do outside. Um, like interval workouts, mm-hmm. uh, a treadmill can be really helpful for that because you program it in. And then it basically forces you to do it. Right. Exactly. Um, um and really keeps your timings right and what have you. And, um, and then there's just nights where like the weather's just shit and I don't mind running in bad weather, but sometimes it's really nice. Nice to not have to go out in the monsoon or when it's freezing cold or whatever. Right. So, um, I hope the treadmill thing happens because then I can really start to apply the pressure to Bob to like watch anime for the podcast. It's true. You you would have you would have see and the treadmill gets me one step closer to not needing a gym membership ever again. Hey, spy family okay. No, he says this about the gym. The he likes to I, go I did see the tease dropped in there. Because he the likes sa- to go the, the, for the, the hot tub yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. The so sauna. it's like let's not act like we're out, suddenly hang, getting rid of the gym membership. Hang out with all the other men in the sauna. Gets, their, that's where he gets all his right opinions. The, the correct opinions on appliance uh, purchases, mm-hmm. yes. Hey, the sauna is co ed. Steam room, that's a different story. Oh okay. that's in the locker room. Um, here's a question I actually, on Spy Family, you were watching that in English, right? Were you? No. Really? You were watching that subtitled? I was. I don't remember. I swear you were watching that in English. No. Yeah, I don't think that you were. I swear Gundam was the first thing I actually got you to watch subtitled, and that was only because it was behind. Yes. That is legitimately, if if it had been caught up, I would have continued watching. I think you were watching Spy Family in English. You watched Kill the Kill in English, definitely. Yes. Kill the Kill was okay in English. That was still better subbed, but it was at least okay in English. Well, you definitely watched that in I, English. I, when I listened to five minutes of the dub of Spy Family, I hated Anya's voice. I yeah, hated it. Bad. She was fucking adorable in Japanese. Peanuts. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've been watching 
the okay. sub. I'm not sure because I haven't watched it with you, so I really have absolutely no idea. And I think that's been one of the problems with it for me has been because it, I've been watching the sub. Then just switch over to the English. Don't give any more bad ideas. <laughs> we just want him to get through it? No, I want him to get the good experience. Yeah, that's fair. I want him to enjoy it. That's fair. Now, are you going to be able to watch subtitled anime while you're running on the treadmill? I would imagine no. That it seems would... difficult. Yeah. I remember I used to try and bring like a magazine or a book to read on the treadmill. That's tough. And that's impossible. No, you could do that on like a bike. Because you're I like know, bobbing. I know people who do. I, mean, I, I guess it's a skill, it. but it never used I to I feel like I me. would get like, like, it's like in a when I'm in a car. I'm a passenger, okay? I'm not a maniac like texting on my phone. But even if I'm in a car as a passenger and I'm trying to just read something on my phone, even with like that motion, my brain is like, I'm not enjoying this. It can be a little like, I don't get motion sickness or anything, but it can be a little difficult to like, yeah, especially with the tiny text on your phone. Right. So I would imagine, especially because those subtitles are going fairly quickly, that would be hard to do on a treadmill. Yeah. You know what's weird? I was in a parking lot the other day, and I there was a Tesla next to me. And you know they have the giant screen on the Tesla. Yes. Um, that does that's the whole interface for whatever. And I noticed this car was off, I think, <laughs> and no one was in it, and it had just been sitting there. But I noticed the screen was still on, and I was like, "Does the screen just stay on all the time, or maybe that's a setting you can play with?" Because I would think that would draw some amount. I mean, that's obviously drawing power. So you're slightly running your battery, even if it's a really tiny amount. You can only speak to our car. I mean, you know, you've been in it. The screen turns off. So. Yeah, I was just thought it was weird that the screen was on. And in the Mustangs, the screen turns off. Maybe it's like a setting. Maybe they want their screen on all the time. Or maybe, they still, maybe the car was on and they had like the heat going or something. I don't know. Or it's just a shitty vehicle that you shouldn't buy, allegedly. Allegedly. You know, we can give our opinion. We're not slandering the product. Um, When's that Cybertruck getting delivered? I can't wait to see one of those on the road. So I can just point and laugh. Oh, God. I just can't. I just can't imagine being that dumb. Have you seen the stuff on Reddit about... with like how bad the build quality on those is uh that's been kind of hysterical oh have you seen this bullshit i think i don't know if it's like was recently or i don't know what the fuck's going on i don't keep up on f1 but i guess this is like a common practice that a lot of people have been bitching about specifically in vegas is there was like an f1 race in vegas and what they do is they construct the track wherever, and then... I think it was on the Strip, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, what they're doing is they're putting up, like, blackout curtains, like, so people who aren't paying to be there can't see the race happening. So, like, there's some public bridge, I think, that goes over the track, mm-hmm. and they put up, like, blackout curtains... And so people just came along and tore them down. Well, yeah, it's a fucking, like, it's a curtain. What are you going to do about it? And I think they did the same thing. Like, there were there's businesses and stuff nearby. And I guess if you didn't 
pay F1 X amount of money, you had to put up blackout curtains or something? Yeah, we put up the blackout curtains. Suck my dick. <laughs> it's like, this is so stupid. And I guess this is a common practice, or I don't know. It's really stupid. Yeah. I can just imagine you're at a hotel on the strip, and it's like, oh, they didn't pay for the race access. So we've put up blackout curtains all over our hotel. I'd be like, what's so I'm in my room, <laughs> and I just can't see out the fucking windows. Like, you get no sunlight. Or the... <laughs> I know. Okay. What if they put it on the outside? So where were these curtains? I don't know. I mean, they were, okay, on the bridge. Um, You're putting them up on the outside? Like, you just got like a big, like, it's almost like one of those flags (laughs) covering the entire building? Yeah, probably. That's probably what they would do is you would put up like a big ad or something. It's very stupid. Huh. uh, Yeah. I don't know any details about it. I just saw that people were ripping them down, which I know we thought me. it sounded kind of cool. And then we looked at like prices and we were like, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's the other thing I heard is it's like ridiculously expensive. <clears throat> yeah, like insane. I just don't. It's like, okay, between F1 and NASCAR, okay, I mean, I guess I'd be more interested in F1, but higher, you know, likelihood that someone gets murdered. But uh, racing just really isn't my bag at all. Yeah, I love like I like racing games. I love a good racing movie, but actually watching races, meh. Yeah, doesn't do anything for me. I mean, I enjoy racing. I like a racing movie where they're actually like using cars and it's not all CG. Mm. Like, remember they used to use actual cars. Now, so much like those Fast and the Furious movies, it's like it's all CG cars, mm-hmm. and it's very mm-hmm. depressing. I, I like I've I've gone to several. You've been to a few races. I've yeah. been to yeah, I've been to a few races, and uh, mostly NASCAR. I did some uh, IndyCar back when they raced at Nazareth, uh, and it, it's fun going to a track and watching the race there, and. It, it's quite the experience. I, I get, like, uh, why it's not the most interesting, especially NASCAR. I get why it's like, okay, they're just going, they're, you know, they're just turning left all day. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, it's it just one of those things where it's like, you might be able to say, okay, I get that it's not easy to drive at 200 miles an hour for three hours even though you're just going the same direction but it's just not interesting to me like i totally understand well and f1 races tend to be faster right Um, than nascar races in in two respects one they're they're typically shorter and the cars are faster right right yeah i meant race length but yeah yeah um no, those F1 cars are terrifying. I mean, I'm amazed people don't get killed in them more often. Oh, yeah. And and they've, like, made efforts to, to keep them from getting too much faster, I think. Um, they move so fucking fast. And they, the, the speed at which they move through corners. Yeah, the turning speed is wild. It, and they have to go that fast if they go... S- that's that's one of the wild things about it is those cars, if you don't drive them fast through the corners, they don't have enough downforce to keep them in the corner. 
So if you don't go fast enough through the corner, you'll spin out of control. So you have to have just fucking nerves of steel um, to be able to execute those turns. And yeah, there's some, I don't know. I don't know if it was Forza or some other racing game, but there's definitely been some racing games that have had like F1 type cars in there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like a turn you used to slow down for, it's just like, no, you just accelerate right through it. And it's freaking, it is like nerve wracking to be accelerating through a bend and you can't even really see where you're going either, mm-hmm. which yeah. is wild. F1, F1 is. Those people are fucking nuts. Insane. They're psychotic. Um, I have this. So this Vegas race, um, I, I didn't watch it, but I've been following it a little bit and I, what it's fucking hysterical to me is um, the guy at the top of F1 right now, Max Verstappen. Verstappen, yeah, he just wins every race. He just wins everything. But he was just totally shitting all over this race leading up to it. Like, he just, he was like, this isn't going to be a good race. I like Vegas for visiting, but I don't think it's a good race. Like, and the drivers aren't – it seems like the drivers really aren't just collectively really into it. because like, What, they didn't like the track or – Well, it's it? a it's brand-new track, so no one really knew um, leading up to it. But what they did know is that um, it was a night race, so they were essentially racing um, on the same clock they would be racing if they were in Japan. Um. And so that screws up the schedule. Is a compressed schedule. The season finale for F1 is next week. So they've got a kind of a funky schedule. They're packing up. I can't remember where the where the season finale is. Um, but they got a short week to get there and do everything. So they're everything's tight. And then because it's, one, it's the first time the race has been done, and two, just because it's Vegas, like, the requirements that have been put down on them from F1 about, like, appearances and, like, having to go spend time with high rollers and shit like that um, was really high. Um, So it it just sounded like from uh, a driver's standpoint they were not, crazy about it i know i know there was a thing was it yesterday maybe where one of the ferraris wrecked out because um like a manhole cover or something wasn't yeah. completely flush with the ground and the ground and the car hit it and just got completely destroyed <laughs> yeah which like that i mean literally that could have been like one of those that could have killed the driver for sure yeah and it shut down that was on um that was during the first practice and so it shut down the first practice for a while and then they told so it was shut down for long enough. They basically just told people to leave um, the stands. So when practice finally was able to resume, like no one was there, almost no one was, you know, stayed. And here's the crazy thing. Like, and people probably, probably paid a shitload of money for those. Yes. tickets. And Erica alluded to it. Like the, the tickets for Vegas were so astronomically expensive. It was just unbelievable. Like, 
it's just hard to fathom how much those tickets were. Like we were, I did have interest in, cause I, I really don't have any interest in Vegas, but this was kind of like one of those things of like, okay, this could be cool. And I know someone else who was interested. So we were kind of looking into it and it was just like, nope, not even an option. Like it's just yeah. astronomical. And there was someone involved with um, F1 in a, uh, I can't remember who it was, but I was reading in an article yesterday who is talking about how, you know, it's fine if we want to create packages that are so expensive and only idiots with way too much money to burn want to buy those tickets, but we should still have affordable options for people, you know, for the everyman to come and watch the race. Yeah, because that's going to be the majority of your fan base is your quote-unquote everyman. Yeah. You know, and it's like the the every your every man is only able to be a fan of it, you know, and watch on TV if there's a any possibility of them being able to come in person. Sure, you know, and that's like most people, you know, can't afford to go to every, you know buy season tickets to go see the Bears. Um, I don't know why you would want to, but mm. um, like, but. You know, if you're a big Bears fan in your middle class, like you could probably swing a game once a season or once every other, you know, uh, you, you, the, it is within your realm of ability to go see a Bears game. Um, these, these F1 races, like Miami was the same way um, a couple months ago. Miami was also phenomenally expensive. I think Vegas was worse, but. You can go, you know, you can't get to these unless you've got a lot of money, like at all. And it's insane. Like, so why would you be a fan of it and follow it on TV? Well, and and you've seen kind of like the opposite scenario of what you're talking about, which is like, I remember... You know, like when we were really young, uh, the Blackhawks, you know, not not the previous owner who just died, Rocky Wirtz, but his father, I can't remember his name. I don't remember. Um, but his father made that insane decision to pull the local the the games off local television. I remember Cuz he yeah. thought cuz he thought, "Oh, if I pull the games off local TV, right. people will come to the games." But bless people just went over time because well, out of sight, out of you mind. don't you just lose fans if they can't watch the game. Well, and you what just an lose fans, and then you, and then you thing to and, think. and then you can't make new fans either. Because, well, if why would I go to something if I don't know what I'm going to be watching? First of all, <laughs> yeah, like what? What are you stupid? Yes. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, I think sometimes, yeah, you get you get that stuff kind of with like the millionaires and billionaires, where they're so in their own little bubble that they don't know the reality anyone else lives in. But what is the biggest spectator sport? In the United States, in, in in the world, uh, soccer, NASCAR. Oh, um, and it depends on how you measure that. To be fair, but why is NASCAR so popular? Is because Rednecks? yes, but it's because they build these giant tracks with huge grandstands, and almost anyone can afford a ticket. 
Yeah. So when NASCAR comes to town, if you want to go to the race, you can get a ticket. Well, and that was sort of like, uh, I remember when we went to, what was the AEW show we went to? We went to All In, didn't we? Well, we that wasn't AEW, but we went to All we In. We went to All In. The yeah. tickets yeah. weren't that expensive. And then didn't we go to another AEW show? We went to, I, I mean, I think we went to like a, a few NXT shows that were also fairly cheap. We went to a few NXT shows, I feel like. Did you come to the one that was at the theater in the city? Yeah. Where we froze got, our asses off and I got oh, pneumonia yeah, that from? Was horrible. Yeah, that I was, didn't get sick, but I remember freezing my ass. Oh, off. no, I got pneumonia. It was fucking terrible. Uh, I was sick for like months after that. Uh, we went to a couple NXT shows. I th- don't think maybe. we've ever been to an AEW proper show. Yeah, maybe not. We definitely went to All In. Though. Yeah, and I don't remember All In being all that expensive. I mean, we were up there, but I it wasn't like... I want to say it was like $37 Yeah, a I ticket. mean, that's pretty good. It was not um, that bad. And I just remember, I just remember hearing now, like... Uh, AEW is like really getting expensive to go to now. That's yeah. Annoying. I just I don't know. Oh, did you hear by the way? I think it must have I think it might have been a one-off thing for something. Like I don't think she's actually under a contract. But I heard Ronda Rousey appeared on an ROH show. Really? Yeah. Can we not? Let's just not. <laughs> um what was I going to say? Like, I would love to get back into, like, indie wrestling, you know, when you're at, like, the little fucking venue. It's, like, 20 sure. bucks to get in, if that. The, like, the, 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 the Veterans Hall or The whatever. super indie stuff. Yeah, yeah, I miss going to those shows. Those were a lot of fun. But it's just, like, eh. Nah. You know? But I enjoyed going to those. Those were a lot of fun. It's fun to go to stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but it, in it just, it, if you go if you go to events that are hosted by the big sports leagues, I mean, it, it really it just comes down to simple economics. Well, it's going to be expensive. Do I trust that everyone in this building has been vaccinated? No. I mean, but I go outside. I think we're we're in that's like that's kind of Yeah, I mean, I think it just is what it is. That just that. is what it the is. The truth at this is point. most the majority of people aren't vaccinated against COVID or the flu. So Right. So it is what it I is. I would just I say am, that's just so, reality. Right. It is what it is. Um But do I really want to be around this many people? In this tight of quarters when I could watch something from the comfort of my own home. I think what it comes down to for me is where am I going to be sitting and is it going to be a better experience than just being in my house? Right. Because if Because all in was fun. Yeah. But we did have those people right next to us who got up every five goddamn minutes. Yeah, we were also in good seats. Like we, we did were have like good seats. head on with the ramp. Like But we did also There was they, that one light that was I was, was gonna super say annoying. they fixed the light in eventually oh at least it wasn't like during the show but for a while there while we were waiting we were getting blinded which was not fun i remember that light and those people next to us like i'm not like like exaggerating it was literally 
every five minutes someone from well, their group was getting it's up. like are you here to watch the show or are you here to eat fucking concession food like the on, worst man. was like uh, we had gone to the bathroom or something and i just sat down and as i like sat back one of them stood up and was like oh sorry and it was just like dude 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 my dude my dude. My, so, dude. What, my dude. What's the rule of thumb on how, how much you're allowed to get up during a show? Between matches. If we're talking about a wrestling show, it has to be between the match. I'm fine with between the match. And I mean, if who you got to get up Maybe every single break, then get up between the matches. But once the match goes, man, stay there for the fucking match. It's like, it's like hockey. You don't get up while play's going. But yeah, I just felt those people were getting up constantly. Mm-hmm. I love that they do that at the at like the United Center. By the way, I assume it's like that at all NHL they don't arenas. You, I don't yeah. know. Where like if you're coming back to your seats, they make you wait until play stops. Good, fuck them. <laughs> no, but I think like for all the it's like for any sport, is it better in person or is it better on TV? And I would say like for. You know, like hockey or the NBA, I would say it's probably better in person. Pretty much no matter where you're sitting. Hockey's pretty great. I always um, liked sitting in the 300 level of the United Center for a hockey game just because I felt like you get a real good view of the entire span of the ice and you could really like have a sense of what's going on. So they're like I have also really... been, though, in the United, like... Box. Oh, those are incredible. And seats. that's just the greatest thing in the Yeah, of any the of the boxes, especially the boxes on the sides, are great seats. Anywhere if you're elevate if you're up off the ice just a little bit, anywhere on the hundred level is gonna be a really good seat. Two hundred's really good. It's like you always want to be on the sides because if you're in the corners or you're in the, the ends of a hockey game, it's only a good seat when the ice when the puck's on your side of the ice. Yeah. That's the problem is otherwise you spend half the game just watching a screen. That's like, okay. I, I think just, when we were on the 300 home. level, we were kind of like center ice. So yeah. We so had that's, a I mean, that's view. a great, that's a great seat. And we were um, like right on the rail, which was nice. And I think basketball, you can be pretty much anywhere in the arena. That's going to be a good seat. The problem with football is basically, unless you're in a skybox, all the seats are bad. <laughs> like basically every seat in the fucking place is bad. I've only ever been to one football game. It was a preseason bears game. And uh, the company I work for still had a box there. I think it was the last season they were going to do it and trying to get to soldier field and parking down there completely oh, ruined the experience for me. Yeah, that's bad. So I was so like hot that I couldn't even enjoy myself. But yeah, even in the box, you couldn't really fucking see what was going on. We were watching the TVs the whole time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, baseball, you could sit wherever. I mean, there's better seats. It's just like basketball. There's better seats in a game in a baseball or a basketball game. But you could pretty much sit wherever and have what a good time. I think you're having fun wherever you're sitting for a yeah. baseball game, personally. Yeah. I mean, I prefer to be behind a net. That's um, true. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, for you, that way you could stay on your phone the whole time. Well, yes. I mean, that's the most important thing. I mean, you said it. I, mean, I you know. I mean, also because I need to. If I'm at a baseball game, I need to, you know, focus a lot of attention on eating food. I was gonna say we're double fisting hot dogs the whole time. So. so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, those those box those. Skybox or sweet 
hot dogs or whatever, those are real good. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And then you bring around the dessert cart. Oh, Ooh, the dessert cart. The dessert cart. What I always like about the dessert cart is that it's clearly not something that's paid for in advance. Because whoever runs the, who's ever in charge of the box, you always see them standing there <laughs> waiting. Cause, and, and they're not like trying to convince you not to eat stuff. They're just keeping an eye. But they, they just. They're running the tally. They're running. And they have to, like, they clearly have to pay the second the cart, like, before the cart leaves. So it's just, it's just very funny because it, like, in, as, as somebody, as a guest at the box, like, you might not even notice that that's happening, but if you do catch it, it's kind of hilarious. It's kind of hilarious because it's like, well, wouldn't they just bill yeah. you? Like, I mean, you're already paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. Just you probably bought. You took like some little bag of popcorn, like the Garrett's popcorn. It probably costs like a hundred dollars. Just bill me, dude. Like, why do I have to sit here and actually like manage this? It's kind of hysterical. Oh, the box. The box. I can't. I can't go to a game. Oh no, we're ruined. You're spoiled forever. Yeah, I haven't been to a box or a game of any sort in forever. Definitely pre-COVID. Oh yeah, that's a that's a while ago. I I would go now. I've accepted the COVID reality. I'll take it. Whatever. I I mean, the last thing I went to was probably that Angels game. Mm. Oh yeah, Anaheim and. Um, Didn't you see Otani pitch? Or no, he hit like two home runs or something. He 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 hit two home runs and he pitched. So that and, motherfucker. And that's why he's gonna make more money than anybody ever. You're 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 just sitting there and like, you know, his first at bat, he he puts it out of the park. He pitches a couple innings, and I can't remember exactly what happened. Oh, he got hurt or something. Yeah. Or he so, couldn't pitch, but he could still hit. Right. So so they pulled him out of the game, uh, out from pitching, and then, like, his next at bat, he hit another home run. And it's just like, this This is, like, insane. This, this man is bonkers. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. But think about the Angels. You have Otani. Um, Trout's Trout. getting older, but... You know? He was hurt a lot this year too. That's yeah. the thing with Trout is the past like two three years he's been hurt a shitload. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you gotta you gotta wonder too though. Like, you got someone like Trout. Yeah, he's hurt, but how hurt is he? And how much is it like? We're do- not contending anyway, so why would I hurt myself more? Right. Why am I gonna try? Yeah, that's probably a part of it. I mean, it's like it's amazing. Otani's going to leave the Angels more than likely, and he's going to end up, you know, wherever, and probably have some insane career going forward. And basically for the Angels, in the first place, they really only got him because of where they're geographically located Mm -hmm. and the fact that they were like, yeah, you can pitch and hit. We don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, do whatever. Whereas, like, other teams were like, oh, we really don't want you to do both. They were like, yeah, do whatever. We We don't give a shit. Yeah. And now he's going to go to wherever, probably the Dodgers, and make, like, all the money that there's ever been to make. I don't even understand. It's like, literally, he should get the contract of, like, a top-end pitcher and a top-end hitter at yeah. the combined, and I just don't know. Best of luck paying that man. I like Dodger Stadium. That was a cool – that's a cool stadium. I know some people who don't like it. 
but I've never been. I mean, I've been. I've been. only been to Wrigley and uh, not Comiskey, uh, whatever it's called now. Mobile Phone uh, Park. I've been yeah. to Miller Park a couple times. No, it's not Mobile Phone anymore. It's yeah. Wrigley. Right? Wrigley is the worst goddamn seats in the world. Those things will break anybody's back, and I swear they were. They were made know, the for people. The outfield in Boston was pretty brutal. They were <laughs> yeah. made for people that are like five four. I swear. Well, yeah, because it's a fucking old. It's a I know. It is funny though to go to like uh 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 what's the one in Rosemont the Allstate where it's like the small shitty. Is it even the Allstate seat. Arena anymore? I Did thought they, they change changed the name again. I don't know. Let me look that up. But then you go to like that. It used to be the Sears Stadium out where they did all in, and it was yeah, like that's oh, Sears. that's changed too. This is actually like a comfortable. Yeah, now seat. it's now the Now Arena. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's still the All. It's still the Allstate. Arena. But it was like oh, this is comfortable. Okay, I could sit here for a while and not be miserable. Yeah, I know. I that's like I love the old ballparks for kind of like the, the nostalgia, the feel. but it's yeah. to but, be in a newer one. It's just the comforts are like. Yeah, well, I just it, need a little work. And it's the same thing with you know mobile phone park. Is is that was actually is what's it foreclosure field <laughs> for closure? It's guaranteed rate park now. I okay, think. Um, the cell. It, that's like a such a nicer stadium than Wrigley. Oh, like you, so much. Nicer. You go in it. The the concourse is huge. Pl- plenty of space. There's also no one there. I was just gonna say no one's there. Um, it's really the, the ideal ni- experience. The seats are nice. The parking's right outside the stadium. Yep. There's none of the bullshit of trying to find parking in Wrigley. Like it's such a better experience. But it's the White Sox, and it's in a somewhat bad part of town, and so no one goes. That's the funny thing, though. It's really not in a bad part of town. Well, it's not, yeah. Everyone thinks that's the bad part of town, but you got to go a little further. You got to go a little further south. Um, I used to when I was still working downtown. Like, I could, like you could get seven dollar tickets to the game, day of game, and like. Yeah, you're gonna be up in uh, the nosebleeds, but that was kind of nice. I'd go up there, just sit, have a hot dog, and the food at that stadium is very good. Um, well, have you have you ever heard the old stories of uh, they would talk about how when the Blackhawks were doing that bullshit where the games weren't on local television mm-hmm. and they were terrible and no one went to the games and of course no one was watching because you couldn't. They had players out on the streets handing out tickets, like please come to the game. That's incredible. Yeah. Patrick Sharp used to actually be on the streets handing out tickets. Imagine that's hysterical. That. Imagine that. That's how bad they were, and that's how little people wanted to go. Hey, I've got one one last topic, and then we do have to wrap up. Okay. We've done our usual three-hour marathon. Yes. We uh, like to provide content for the people. Hey, a three-hour marathon is a pretty good time. Um, the That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. Blaming that one on you. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay. Did you see that there's going to be Good Burger 2? I'm not surprised. Good Burger 2. Do you remember Good Burger? It was a show on uh, Nick. They turned it into a movie. No. Keenan and Kel? Not at all. Okay. I mean, who could care? <laughs> yeah. But now there's Good Burger 2. Good for them. I'm glad they're getting paid. And that's the that's where the nostalgia bottom of the barrel that we're scraping. <laughs> well, that's a, you want to talk about a lack of creativity. Yeah. And this is great. 
you can get a good burger at Arby's right now. Ugh. Hmm. I wonder how that is. Probably bad. <laughs> did you see, uh, speaking of rehash, did you see they're already doing a Last of Us 2 remaster? I'm not surprised. That game like just came out. I swear it just came out. We got to capitalize on the uh, on the show. When did The Last of Us 2 come out, Bob? Was it three years ago? I mean, that bitch just came out. And I mean, look, it makes sense. Was it you... pre-pandemic? Because then it's longer than three years. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I mean, it definitely was originally a PS4 game, for sure. What do you got, Bob? Uh, but, I mean, it, it makes sense. Does you it kind need of... a remaster, though? It, it doesn't. It's it was a uh, release June nineteenth, twenty twenty. Oh, so about three, about three and a half years. I would have, I could have sworn twenty nineteen. It, it 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 don't get me wrong. Okay, it makes sense in a certain way, right? You just have you have the TV show. They're riding high off that. They just remastered one. Now you remaster two. So in theory, they're kind of going to have like probably the same graphical fidelity. I would sure. think. So it's like one cohesive product. Sure. And then I also saw, to their credit, they're actually doing a very cool thing, which is if you already own The Last of Us 2, you can just pay $10 for the remaster. That's kind of cool. So that's pretty consumer-friendly. Because yeah. they it was it's not just like a graphical rehash. They said they're adding, like, basically levels they didn't put in the final product that you'll be able to play through in, like, whatever state they were left in, and they'll have, like, director's commentary or, oh, like, cool. commentary from the actors or stuff like that. Um, they're going to do some sort of, like, roguelite mode. Hmm. Um, and what else? There was something else. So you're getting additional stuff. So you're getting additional content on top of just, like, we made it look and run better. Nice. So, I mean, for 10 bucks, I mean, sure. it's like, if I was going to replay the game, I would buy the remaster. Um... I, I do think it's interesting, like, you know, they're talking about, you. I know you haven't played part two, but basically one of the main characters in part two is this very big woman. Mm -hmm. Like, she's super buff. Oh, no. Yeah, I remember all the bitching. Yes. Yeah, and honestly... Because women can't be built like that, Alex. Sure. Honestly, well, they can with steroids. <laughs> but um, I'm only partially joking. Depends on how big we're talking about. But, um... I do think it's funny, though, because I've been seeing, like, the rumors. I know you haven't played the game, so I'm not going to talk about the story or whatever. But I know what kind of happens. Um, but anyway. I actually think, having played through all of it and knowing everything that does happen, her being, like, gigantic is a pretty core part of the story. And it kind of seems like, based on the casting rumors, that they're just kind of going to get, like, a regular actress. And I know, like, that's tough. Because you're really limiting yourself. It's kind of like with the whole that Halo show where it's like, oh, all the women on the show yeah. got to be like six, six. Right, it's like, right. OK, that's a pretty small casting. Do we have pool. any notion of when we're getting a season two of that? I have no, no okay. idea. I'm just curious. Um, but that's not right. You're kind of like limiting yourself. Sure. Right. And it's the same thing. And now uh, I think her name was I think her name was Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. I mean, she's big, but she's not, like, really tall. She's just mega built. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like, okay, you should be able to find an actress who could at least get, like, decently muscular, sure. I would hope, just to, like, kind of fit the role. Well, if it's kind of 
like you said, integral to the character. I think it actually is. I, I wish you would actually play it because it's an incredible game. Oh, no, I've heard very good things. I mean, that's actually a true, like, 10 out of 10 game. Oh, I thought the first one was. True 10 too. out of 10. Yeah. Mm. First one was, like, you had to, like, sit down for a while after you played yeah. it and just kind of stare into the middle distance for a minute and just be like, okay. I think the second one might be even better than the first one because they... That's why I wish you would play it because I'd love to discuss the story with you. They pull off some stuff in terms of like who you kind of sympathize with and who you feel for um, that you would be surprised to feel that way, but they get you there. I mean, that's that's good storytelling. Yeah, it's great storytelling. And I would, I would love to discuss it with you, but I mean, maybe you should just like watch a, like watch a playthrough of the cutscenes or something. I, mean, I could I get into know. that too. I've definitely done that before. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think that's a good way to go. Is if you just like you on YouTube and find one of those like stories mm-hmm. of you know the whole game, and you sit there for three or four hours and watch that. But because it's like you don't really have to you know shoot at the freaking zombies to get the experience of playing the game. Totes. So. Or get the experience of the story that is. But anyways, yeah. So I thought that was funny. I saw that. I was like, my god. That game just came out. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how it feels. Anyway, that's it. That's it. That's it. Well, Bob's got to go do Streak Mile. Streak Mile. No, Bob's got to go get on the toilet because he ate cheese. Anyway. Also, probably a thing that's going to happen at some point. Yeah, probably. Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>